Where are you going? I've got to return some videotapes. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the video store. This is Late Fees, a podcast where we run your favorite filmmakers and films through the gauntlet to determine whether they check out or if they need to go back on the shelf. This is a very special week on the podcast. This is a a franchise that is near and dear to one of us. (laughs) After after this episode, it's near and dear to one of us. Uh, But before we get to that, I just want to introduce the round table first up pat pafifi what's going on brother i am so happy to be here <laughs> i gotta go back to cleveland in two weeks and it is yeah. creeping up on me yeah. uh, ouch. i'm dreading it a lot of railroads and warehouses yeah and it, the snow is gonna be starting uh we got some wind here today and, the, uh, and lebron is no longer yeah there. yeah <laughs> well the last time i was in cleveland i wore a lebron jersey for like two days straight the new one the lakers jersey <laughs> so yeah bring it back it, it was great it was bring great. it back uh we also have eric abris Hello. here the the resident woke person <laughs> On the, on the show. I mean, I'll take that. It's, Incel Jace. No. <laughs> Dear God. And those two things are very contradictory. But I'm also very happy to be here because today I got to watch tons. I fell down the, the Busta Rhymes rabbit hole in preparation. Of, as promised. As promised. Uh, which is surprising given I had the choice between Busta and Paul Rudd. And I, uh, y'all know how I feel about Paul Rudd. Oh, yeah. I know. But, uh, I know. Busta let me down a great – Busta's Halloween let me down a great uh, wormhole of content. Uh, and, and finally, <laughs> last but not least, we have Wesley – I mean our resident Halloween expert here. Yeah. Uh, the, the day is here. You have waited we for this it. day since we started this podcast last summer. Yeah. You said we have to do a Halloween. This was July, I believe, or some shit like that. Living for this, living for the dream. When people say they want to love something, they wish they loved something as much as 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 Wesley loves Halloween. Last episode, Wes was not here because he was in line. (laughs) That's not 100% true. It's also not 100% false. (laughs) Wait, Wes Wes is here. We are are talking the Halloween franchise today. Wes has a shirt on. We actually have Halloween 4 on in the background. I hope this doesn't flip into 5 because I'll just walk out. Uh, Um, I'll stop that from happening. Yeah. And, and we also, of course, joining us again uh, on the couch with us uh, today is our resident young boy, our young ward, Cam. What's going on, Cam? Uh, how's everybody doing? I'm doing good. Okay, that was too <laughs> polite. You need I'm to be more good. rude. 
a little what? What's up, bitches? Oh. No. I'll, I'll, I'll get a little. I'll get a little antagonistic with Cam. Actually, I'm no longer the youngest person on the podcast. Yes. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. I, I You're saw not as special. No, like, I feel a lot worse about all the comments I've made over the years. It's, it's uh... Cam is here to uh, basically tell us when we're wrong and fact check us to death. Uh, and I thank you for that, Cam. So welcome back to the show. And perhaps more importantly, this week, uh, Eric was not able to make it to our screening of the new movie. Cam was. Already so, putting uh, in work for the team. We okay? will be uh, after be the break. Uh, yeah, so we're going to do a little uh, a little discussion of the new one, too, uh, yeah. after we do with the old ones. Yes, yeah. and uh, I, we, we will. Spoiler alert. We are going to talk about everything about the new Halloween movie. So uh, we will timestamp when the actual discussion starts, and we will warn you heavily before we start talking about the, it. The timestamp will be the sound of me getting jazzy jeffed out of the, <laughs> out of the apartment so uh, they can talk about this because I refuse to, uh, to be spoiled by this. This is probably the first time I've been asked to leave – uh, about anything, Danny McBride and David Gordon Green uh, centric. So this is this is a new new uh, chapter for me. I and thought you were uh, just going to go with this is the first time I've been asked to leave. And I was, no, I'm the like lies are flying. No, I'm I'm like our boy Loomis from Halloween. Yeah. They, hate, they hate me. There. <laughs> so and it's uh, important to know that Eric did not see the film because he is a coward. This is yeah. true. <laughs> Very afraid of horror movies. <laughs> While uh, as the resident um, overly woke. Uh, Boy, uh, I'm also overly fearful of horror movies, so I do not do uh, do well during them. That's he was so woke, he was at a Rick and Morty festival instead. <laughs> God, that was yeah, I was at Adult Swim Fest over the weekend and uh, seen a Rick and Morty shirts at a Rick and Morty exhibit. I, I had to, I left after ten minutes. Incels everywhere. <laughs> Truly, that's it. Yeah, a lot of uh, Szechuan sauce meltdown. <laughs> Before we go down to Haddonfield, I just wanted to say uh, I really liked last week's episode. I was sad that I wasn't on it. But uh, we it, was, it, it was fun. It was fun to listen to it, having not been there. Yeah, Wes was gone, but we talked about another you guys, Wes. You guys killed it. Yeah, we, I, you can't have two Wes's in the same place. At the Honest time. to God, it was confusing at points. I was like, <laughs> like the only times when I was listening to it, I'd be like, yeah, Wes, Wes, Wes. And then I'd be like, oh, wait, yeah. Okay, the, the, what's, the, what's the famous person, yeah. not yeah. my friend. So uh, that was a fun episode. That got us primed for this Halloween ep. Yes, uh, and, and in case anyone uh, doesn't know yet, we've been talking about the schedule for late fees. Uh, next uh, two weeks, on the 31st of Halloween, we will, be, we will be releasing our episode earlier. So if you're expecting it on a Friday, bump that all the way up to Wednesday. We'll, we will be dropping it on a Halloween day uh just for everybody that you know in case you don't get confused and then we'll be back on the 16th of november uh with a special guest we can confirm that can we confirm that or should we just wait yeah we, we can, i think we can we'll have a guest we will have a guest of who it is we will have a yeah. guest on this show special yeah. is to be determined special <laughs> is to be how special they are is to be determined but we will be back uh after the halloween episode on the 16th of november yes sir um with a brand new episode we're gonna we're gonna keep that under wraps for the time being but halloween uh, this franchise is very interesting to say the least. Uh, we were just speaking about it off, off, uh, mic here. It's this, it's a franchise that has several different eras and several different generations, uh, about four of them. If you count one of them, and uh, about eight different tiers of quality. Yeah. And <laughs> eight, <laughs> one for almost two. <laughs> I, I, I mean, let, let's, let's start off here. I mean, I mean, let's just hit the ground running with, with the first one. Uh, we were all at beyond fest. Well, not all of us were all at beyond fest. It was me, Wes, Pat, uh, Damn. and Cam were at beyond fest. We saw the first Halloween, uh, on the big screen a couple of weeks ago. Like how did that kind of, 
Uh, we're we're going to speed through these and just yeah. have discussion on, on everyone because there's a lot to get to here. Yeah, there's but, 10 before the new one. Yeah, so. so how did you guys kind of feel about, you know, the movie uh, or how have you felt about the movie as a whole? Wes, I'll get to you in a second. Yeah, nah. <laughs> I want to get to Pat first. Uh, <laughs> I, you guys can't see. Sorry, Pat, to cut you off, but Wes, not only is wearing a Halloween shirt, but he is wearing the shape mask. Yeah, he is. <laughs> and I don't want to fuck with him and right he wears And he wears it in his apartment even when we're not recording. So. <laughs> yeah, Wesley is like Drake with chains, but with, with the Michael Myers mask. Uh, I was honestly really thrilled to see it uh, on the big screen. Uh, I have... Loved the movie for a really long time, uh, and I ha- I hadn't seen it with I mean I'd seen it you know with people before obviously we actually just watched, watched it a couple a couple months ago yeah yeah we watched it your birthday uh, and it, I, I I loved it I mean I loved people cheering at the appropriate parts and stuff I mean it wasn't the craziest experience because I'm sure ninety percent of people had been to a live screening of it before I hadn't seen it on the big screen yeah it, but and it was sick I like it it I mean I know. I know that uh, Wes does have some issues with the transfer that they screened, <laughs> uh, but I thought it looked pretty good, um, and it was it was it was really thrilling to see it uh, on the big screen. And what they did was they showed Halloween '78, or they showed Black Christmas, then they showed Halloween '78, and then they showed the new Halloween and. Yeah. Black Christmas, I, I, it I, killed. I, oh yeah, I hadn't seen that at all actually, and I, I hadn't seen that in the big screen. I, I had not seen yeah. Black Christmas before. It was amazing. Yeah. It was really good, and it was it, it was great to see with people also. Uh, I mean, the first one, I don't know. It's it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like it's stark filmmaking. Yeah. It's the I think the only knock you can have on the first one is that the acting style has aged in a way that if you don't appreciate it, it might seem a little hokey. Yeah. yeah it seems like a, uh, a sitcom the way they like, yeah. she's like there goes Lori chasing another one away. I'm yeah. just like that type of line reading just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. And if you're not familiar with the fact that it used to exist, yeah. you might just be more inclined to not take the movie seriously or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's unbeatable. It, it was surprisingly brutal film. For the time, I'd say, or, or for what it was trying to accomplish, like there isn't, a, there isn't like just blood gushing like you will see in some of the later films. Yeah, but it is still kind of visceral the way that Michael attacks people in this movie. Like his breathing, and I know they've tried to recreate it. They do a really good job of his breathing in the new movie. Yeah, his breathing throughout all of the kills is like something that I've never, you know, I've never seen it in the big screen. It's something that's very understated when you watch it on TV, but when you see on the big screen, it's like. Everything yeah. is pulsating with with his breathing, and, and I like thought that was kinda, cool. He's kind of like sloppy, yeah, which makes it worse. Yeah, like it makes it more realistic because he he's like doesn't know what he's doing per yeah. se. It's his first time. This is like like an example of uh, when he stabs the guy on the wall, and he just stares at him, and it's yeah. like, oh shit, that works. It's like, <laughs> it's like all this shit he's been waiting to do in his mind, yeah. and he finally does it. I, I actually have said this to Wes. Uh, uh, I'm sure over the past five years, a, a shitload of times, but I when Michael. Uh, pins the guy to the wall with the knife yeah. and is staring at him and then he does the, the like head tilt yeah. like he's kind of like studying what's going on in the yeah. situation that's one of my favorite moments in all of film uh, I think <laughs> yeah. it's really there's so many moments and this is why the other movies just aren't as good Carpenter knows how to give like even the character of Michael he knows how to imbue him with character yeah. in really yeah. small ways that are like if you're looking for it, there it is. Mm-hmm. He is actually for someone that's known as the shape and someone that is not a character. He's actually got a lot of character in the first film if you look for it. And I didn't necessarily notice it 
until I got older. But like he's moments, an asshole. Moments like that, he's an <laughs> asshole. He's a child though. He's like he's very mischievous. He doesn't really know what he's doing. Yeah. Like he's sloppy. Like he take, takes him forever to kill the girl in the car. Like he does. He's just <laughs> yeah. like, oh, she's fighting back. He, like, <laughs> like, like, people's hands slap him away yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, he's. I think a lot about that head tilt when he watches the body because it's like when I watched it when I was younger. I used to younger as in like maybe ten years ago. Yeah, I was like, oh, he's he is an alien. He he is yeah. he is not a human looking at this body dying. That's why he's like kind of analyzing it, and dissecting it. But like, I think now that I'm older and I watch through this lens, I think I lean more towards you. Like, or what you just said. Uh, no, that's, he's still a child. Like that's what yeah, a child yeah, mentally. Would do. A child would do is like, oh, I just like broke of the vase that mom told me not to touch, and he's like yeah. staring at it in this like really broken way i thought it, i don't know i, I think that that's yeah. carpenter like really working it's definitely one of the scariest parts of the movie just because it's like you're it's still detached. you're mm. still you're like hanging back yeah with this moment where you normally the film would have cut by now but like he gives it a couple of beats to you're like oh yeah, shit lets it man, yeah it's this guy is no music there. too no music yeah. too. Yeah. you're almost just a like private yeah. moment yeah like, which is weird <laughs> it's very intimate i'll tell you what too the uh the pov shots looked really good on mm-hmm a big ass screen yeah absolutely I, th- I think that was one of the things that is striking about it and there's so much like I'd say like avant-garde shit in this movie in that in the POV yeah. shot even though as we saw in Black Christmas that's where it started Halloween just does it so much more personal and kind of like you feel like you're Michael in the beginning yeah. you see the eye holes and stuff like that like or when whenever like there's there's a scene where Lori's running across the street just have that have that wide shot of the street. Cause, oh, I and and I love like the juxtaposition of the streets were empty in the daytime when she walked out there. Yeah. They're emptier and scarier at night when there's nobody out there. Yeah. And I thought it, cap- it captured really the uh, the small town nightmare of this movie. I think really Haddonfield is its own character more so than yeah. Michael where it's like this is a place where there are like no streetlights at all. Uh, it's complete. People will not fucking open the door for you if you're saying you need help. That part's so fucked up. That part and is it, scary. And it hits harder today, actually. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ignored. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Really. yeah. Who up. who who would have thought? What a fucking asshole. <laughs> who would have thought that that was it? So Halloween obviously is the story of Laurie Strode. Uh, depending on where you're laying in the in the, in the continuity <laughs> of this series, she is just a regular girl right now in, in these movies, and she's uh, basically been picked or or scouted by Michael to be the uh, the apple of his eye, so to speak. And he stalks her and kills a lot of her friends, and in the end. Uh, Donald Pleasance. Let's talk about him and his uh, role as Doctor Loomis. He shows up a couple more times in this franchise. Uh, how was he in this first movie? It's great. He's yeah, great. Spectacular. He's great. I mean, this is one of the all-time horror performances. Hey, get, I think. get your ass from over there. <laughs> <laughs> I love his him. like his like self-impressed look after he does the it. The cheer and the theater <laughs> when he killed. Yeah. <laughs> get your ass from over there. I, I think like that's a testament to like Deborah Hill's writing. I think where it's like it's hokey, but like. It's kind of like a breath of fresh air compared to like how self-serious every fucking movie was in the 70s. You had like Taxi Driver and The French Connection, like this gritty New York sensibility where yeah. like Carpenter and Deborah were like writing like middle America yeah. schlock, but like in a very artful and like uh, – but in a non-pretentious way. Yeah. And like, yeah. So you have a character like Dr. Dr. Loomis who's a cartoon character, but like <laughs> it fucking works, man. It's just With like – With the trench the duster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah this guy is like – yeah, he's like, he's like an arch character, but he's so yeah. fucking great. You know why the cops hate him? Because even though he's a doctor, he still shows up dressed like and acting like the FBI. Like he thinks he's <laughs> yes. in charge of the cops when he shows up. So they're like, fuck you, man. No, but he also dresses like a flasher. Like he's like, <laughs> 
<laughs> he's got and, a trench coat on. He's got like open it up. I'm sure the cops think he's like he's lurking outside a playground. Dark, like, and he's packing. Yeah. yeah. And he flings that gun everywhere. Yeah. Are we to believe that he was waiting outside of that fucking house the All whole night? night? He really he's standing up. there. He's yeah. the kind of guy who probably would too. He really. I mean, I'm keeping a hundred. It's gonna be the. It's gonna be the episode of hot takes. Yeah. <laughs> it's his fault. No, I mean, yeah. There's, you're not the only one to say so. <laughs> he's not the best doctor at all. <laughs> he's terrible. He's fucking terrible. Wait, it's his fault that Michael is still fucked up. Like it, he's fucked it's up. his fault that it's Michael got to. See, yeah, it's his fault that Michael got to kill all of those teenagers and that night. You're waiting. You think he's gonna just show up like and I'm here. I'm home, guys. Like, like he, he's out in the streets. Well, we also saw in uh, what was that four we were just had in the background where. He's pointing a gun at Michael and still fires four rounds, even though Michael had already disappeared. <laughs> the guy's not working with a full basket, so even though he's a fucking doctor. Uh, but he lets that thing ride yeah. on Michael Myers at yeah. the end of the movie. Oh, man. That is true. Put six shells in him. <laughs> six. You, you could have shot him six times. No man can survive six slugs. I shot him six times! Who <laughs> do, do we do, do we love the non-explanation of Michael being stabbed, stabbed in the eye, shot six times? And then gets up and walks away. I do. I mean, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, and, and and before and before you answer, does this cheapen the next movie? Yes. Well, Wes and I were just talking about this. His survival at the end of the first movie, like, it's fine. It's like a horror yeah. movie survival. The idea that either one of Loomis or Michael survives the end of two is, is, is ridiculous. Insane. <laughs> uh, or that Michael gets up. And is just cool. Yeah. At the beginning of two, we're gonna get to two in a second. Uh, but that ending, like, it. Okay, so the first time I saw this, I was ten years old. It fucked me up. Yeah, because where is I he? I was so <laughs> yeah. scared. Yeah. I watched the whole movie from the the doorway of the living room because I was too afraid to be in there. I was really afraid of Michael, and that ending was the biggest, like, the worst thing that they could have done to me yeah. as a ten year old. Because it's yeah. like, wait. He's still out there? Yeah. <laughs> the fucking guy is out there breathing and he could be – and the yeah, shots of the true. random rooms and the random houses, it's like he could be in any of these. Yeah. He can just be anywhere. I And that's like the worst thing you can do to a kid that's really afraid. Yeah, I agree completely because this actually is reminding me of something uh, that we were talking about last episode in the Wes Craven one. And uh, then me and Eric started talking about something and I forgot what I was saying. But <laughs> what I was saying was <clears> – <throat> I, as a first child, I was a lot more sheltered to a lot of this stuff than I would have liked to have been. So I didn't see a lot of these until I was like in like late, like seventh, eighth grade, a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And in seventh grade, there was a uh, lock-in at Laser Quest. (laughs) That sounds like some Ohio shit. It was some Ohio (laughs) shit. Uh, But all my friends were going and a lot of these guys were like already members at Laser Quest. And I was like, okay, I got to go. Like everybody's going to the lock-in at Laser Quest. I signed up too late. So I ended up in like the the B group, like the A group would go in for 20 minutes and they'd come out and the B group would go in because so many people had signed up. It sounds up. like an internment camp, Pat. It sucked <laughs> because I was with like a bunch of people who were like not my actual friends yeah. and all my actual friends were in the A group. But what they were showing while you weren't inside at Laser Quest, like doing the shit was just basically like the origin story and like montage of greatest hits of like every fucking killer (laughs) and and i hadn't seen any of these movies so like i'm walking out like fuck i don't want to hang out with brian he's not my real friend (laughs) i wish i were in there with all my real friends and then i see like uh hellraiser's hooks like fucking like ripping the guy up like i turn around and i'm like was this on a dvd 
they were doing this? Because I had a DVD that was like the greatest hits, like you're saying. This, I'm sure and, it was the same thing. And it had thing. that scene. Yes. I'm sure it was the same thing. I gotta and find I, it. I was, I was turning around. Is it like, called Boogeyman? Yes. 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 Yeah. yes. <laughs> that fucked me up. Oh my God. I cannot tell you the trauma this caused me. And they show Michael getting up off the balcony. Yep. And I was like, ah, this is bad. And then. This uh, is bad. <laughs> Oh my god! I can't. This is t- bad. So glad someone else saw I can't, that. I'm so thing. glad everybody knew what this was called. This is amazing. I can't tell you guys when I saw the hooks going into the dude in the Hellraiser yeah. clip. I was like, I was threw up. I was like, I w- yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I was looking at the clock and I'm like, oh, it's four in the morning. I can't reasonably call my dad for two more hours. Like this is getting bad. So uh, <clears throat> Halloween one ends with Michael defeated? Question mark. Uh, for for uh, now. For I wouldn't now. even say defeated. I think he wins. That's the crazy thing about Halloween One. He fucking wins. Yeah, That's a downer. He, he mostly ending. gets yeah. away with it. Like, yeah, like he doesn't it die. ends with like Laurie crying and like just horrified, Distraught. and like Loomis is like, "I'll never fucking stop him. He's yeah. gonna keep going." Like, <clears throat> That's um. Well, yeah, you're right, and I think that that's what fucked me up with Black Christmas because. No, there's no similar. There's no resolution, yeah. and Halloween is on the ultimate downer note. There's no resolution to that either because Michael. Gets away into Halloween two. Uh, I, I I think this is the beginning of a slide. I'll say in quality. I think it's just so obvious. I've never seen Pat. You said this, but you said this yourself. Never been a bigger uh, fall off. Yeah, between I'll, two movies well, than this. Let me just say what I said earlier today. I'll, I'll put I'll, I'll put some context before. Yeah, this. I don't know. Deep Blue Sea and Deep Blue Sea Two is a giant <laughs> follow up. You also one- you also notice Eric is very not saying anything because he hates this type of shit. <laughs> <laughs> when we get into some of the later messier movies, Eric's gonna He's be gonna like, love "I watched these and I didn't know what the fuck was going on." I'm but, saving uh, my heat for uh, the yeah deep in the six and eight, baby. So uh, John Carpenter didn't want to come back to Halloween yeah. after the first one. If it uh, ain't broke. <clears throat> So they got Rick Rosenthal uh, to do the movie. He would do two King. movies. He King. did two movies within this canon. <laughs> King. Uh, and Rosenthal made his own uh, Halloween movie. Uh, did, did Carpenter write this? In, yeah, in him, and, him and Him and Hill wrote this as well? Deborah and Did they write he, this? He wrote it drunk. Yeah, did they write this <laughs> upset? 31% no. on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. 31%. He, uh, he admits that the twist that Michael and Laurie are related was a night of heavy drinking you can yeah. you can hear it's an angry movie you can hear carpenter cursing the studio for allowing this to happen well, as he's mo- writing the movie's very different yeah. th- uh than what rosenthal wanted rosenthal yeah. wanted another tightly compacted not very violent in the same way that halloween wasn't very violent but still brutal <laughs> it's so movie. violent this movie is <laughs> he's basically jason in this movie yeah like, he's cutting people up he there's a scene where the the black nurse who Look good. <laughs> it's drained wow. of all of her blood, and I was like, "How do number yeah. one first movie? You didn't even know what the fuck how to do anything. This movie, you know how to use uh, syringes and put uh, air holes in people's yeah. heads. I was like, how do you? Oh, it's an air bubble. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's why she dies. Yeah, yeah okay. This movie is the result. It's weird because because of Halloween, you had other slasher movies like Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, that are more violent, and now those movies have become so popular. That they're actually influencing a change in the sequel to Halloween. Yeah. So that's why it's more violent. Yeah. And like didn't Carpenter, Carpenter rewrote re- those scenes? He reshot the violent scenes. Like he he added the violence. What do you think his my his thought process there? Was it was it like, uh, I want to fuck this up more? Or was it I don't know, he hates this movie. I know that. I hate this movie. 
I don't. I I grew up with it, and I I still think it's a lot of fun to watch. I know it's not. It's definitely not as good as Halloween One, but I think it's fun, and I think it's really creepy. I the hospital setting is really scary. It is. Yeah, but it takes so long to get to it. Yeah, the 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 hospital I think is the like. This is what I what you and I talked about this briefly, and I said it online earlier. I think that the 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 on paper Halloween Two should probably be a lot better because the immediately like immediately sequential sequel like taking place hours after is dope. That's a I, great yeah, idea. Really, really good idea. Uh, it kind of answers the like even if you like it, uh, the ending of the first one like could be construed as a cop-out or like mm-hmm. just a traditional horror ending at this point. But as kind of a fuck you to the people who didn't like the ending of the first one, an immediate diving back in is really yeah. cool. Yeah. And a single location setting, it's actually kind of similar to the first one because even though the first one took place in a neighborhood, it's, it's really just house. like four, three Two houses. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so it's, again, it kind of replicates that, but the, it never, the hospital is cool, but doesn't manage to be, I don't think, as good as Haddonfield. And there is no one in the hospital. Yeah, and it's just, you. like, th- and the side characters compared to the first yeah, one. I mean, the you characters are really weird. weak. You spend, and I was, I was going to, you know, touch on that. Lori Strode pops up. She goes into the hospital because, obviously, she's been injured. She fell backwards down a fucking flight of stairs. <laughs> yeah. Crazy yeah. that she was still, the adrenaline yeah. must have took her to the limit it's there. It's all adrenaline. Yeah. yeah. So, she disappears from the movie until the last 20 Huge minutes. Huge mistake. Which I thought was absolute, was a complete mistake, but you spend a lot of time. You, like, you spend a lot more time with Loomis. You spend time with the, uh, with the wh- who's the woman that's next to him? I forgot her name. Uh, the, uh, she's like a nurse. Oh, uh, her, the actor is Nancy Stevens, but I don't remember. Nurse Marion? I think so. Yeah, yeah Marian. I think that's right. He spends a lot of time with her. You also get a little bit of backstory, which I thought was cool. And it, it kind of built the, the world of Haddonfield. Like, these things were happening as this was happening. That's why the second movie is good, because it adds world yeah, building to world the building, first one. World building really worked for me yeah. in this movie, but the characters are so much weaker and they're, you know that they're just there to... They're hornier, too. This movie is too horny. Yeah, there's a lot of horny 80s dudes in <laughs> this movie. Yeah. It's a Friday the 13th. Yeah, yeah it's pretty very much, much Friday the 13th. There is, yeah. a, there is a dude who says, sit on my face, I want your pie in this movie. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> terrible. Then there's the most classic part of this one was... So he steals the knife from yeah. the, the elderly couple... And then it, oh, like, I love it, that. it goes over to the girl, and that, that is cool. Then it goes over to the girl, and she's calling nine one one because she heard somebody from the elderly couple's house scream. And she has this classic line: "She's always picking on him. He probably got angry and started beating her." He's telling the nine one one operator. I will say that I hate that he kills that girl because it's like there's no there's no reason. Yeah, it's it. just like the first one. All the kills are like Lori's friends, and it's like, oh fuck, he's like working his way up to the character yeah. we really care about. And in this one, the character we really care about isn't hardly in the movie, and everybody he's offing is a jackass who's, like, presented as a jackass. Yeah. And the movie completely changes when he starts chasing her through the hospital. Yeah, like, it gets so good, though. It's, it, like, that's when I'm like, oh, so scary. I, I agree completely. I, th- I think the movie is pretty lackluster overall, but for the reasons <laughs> I mentioned and for when he's chasing her, I think it really becomes pretty yeah, great again. That, I think the last act of Halloween 2 is pretty solid. Like, it's really intense. That scene where she shoots his eyes out and mm-hmm. there's that gas and he's swinging, yeah. he's swinging the it's knife. Scary. That's fucking scary. It's scary. It is it's scary. really yeah. scary. Like, uh, it's more of a Terminator film, Loomis, the way he moves. Loomis points his gun 
at anybody in this movie that will look. How about, okay. The, He's the, at his wit's end. The, the Ben Tramer death in this oh movie. Oh, my God. Like, gruesome. First off, this is – it's almost a joke because Ben Tramer is. is this guy that Laurie Wasn't he the guy who was supposed to go out with? Yeah. yeah. There's like a plot in the first one where Laurie is like getting a, set up with like a date for the dance and she's like so embarrassed that her friends have found out who the boy she likes is. And then they tell the boy and like then – but it's fine because he wants to go out with her. So it's like one of those like what are you embarrassed about? This is great. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, then at the beginning of the second one, Loomis thinks he sees Michael. Michael's walking down the street. He's screaming at the cop, like, stop him, stop him. He pulls the yeah, toolie out. Yeah, pulls he pulls the gun out. He's going to start firing. He doesn't have time because, meanwhile, another cop car is flying down the street. <laughs> it crashes into this guy at, like, 40, 50 miles an hour, <laughs> pins him to a van, and, and both the cars explode. <laughs> and then you find out that it's not Michael. It's Lori's love interest from the first movie, Ben Tramer. In that's, a car- that's a carpenter touch. Yeah, like, I, mean. I love it. That's it's a carpenter. So but, weird and mean. But that ends up being the reason, essentially, why they kind of know that he's th- he's not he's not dead, and this is why they go back to the hospital because yeah. they're like, "Oh shit, where'd you where'd you put her at? The same fucking hospital that I was at earlier." Uh, I think that Loomis is unhinged in this movie. He, the difference in Loomis between one and two is night and day. It's insane. Well, he's been through the shit. Like, he shot him six times. Yeah. Wes. <laughs> I shot him six times? So I gotta die now? <laughs> like, he, he's like, this is a demon monster. I have to put him down. You don't know, you don't know what evil is. I think that was his best line. Uh, no, you... He, he goes, I've been trick-or-treated to death tonight. <laughs> you don't know what death is! Yeah, was, you don't know what death is. <laughs> That's why I like Loomis so much. He is the only person acting like this is a supernatural spirit. Like haunting these people like he knows this motherfucker isn't human and he's like fucking it's driving him mad as it as it should i love that shit so essentially oh one more scene i want to talk about the elevator when she gets on the elevator yeah and he, that wouldn't have happened in real life the elevator would have opened yeah that ass would have been carved out <laughs> that ass would have been carved he does this in the elevator he puts his finger through and he, i'm like michael you're dumb as fuck like why are you doing this you think he's gonna get her <laughs> what's wrong with you uh, also, she has a really bad wig. Yes, Jamie because Lee. she was filming something else, right? She had short hair at that point. Yeah. Um, but she did the sequel for the fans. She wasn't interested in the movie, yeah. but she did it because she's like, the fans want to see more Queen. glory. Hashtag yeah. the fans. Were you guys happy with that? Uh, so <laughs> I kind of was, but I, I get I get why people don't like it. Michael Myers walks through a glass fucking door in his movie. <laughs> oh, it's like, so come on. Baller. <laughs> that, that, that's it's awesome. He, this is the beginning of his Terminator turn, where it's like he literally just yeah, walks through it, doors. He's the Terminator in Halloween too. Uh, so essentially, they in the third act they they get to uh, a a strange like operating room where he turns on gas and he's he, you know Loomis essentially. Kills himself and Michael. Shoots the gun. Everything blows up. Michael is still fucking walking. He lays down. Mr. Sandman plays, and that's the end. I was really bothered by the Mr. Sandman in this. Actually, it's scary. It, it, it is scary, but it's like the fact that they used it in this and they used it in oh, Nightmare. Okay. I'm so, like, okay, it's way better in Nightmare. Like, yeah. it just makes more sense. Yeah. It it honestly is the worst thing to happen to that <laughs> that's actually not true it's not the worst thing to happen to the halloween franchise that's busta rhymes but we'll get to that uh you bite your tongue so yeah I, I don't know about that you ever, <laughs> first of all they use mr sandman in halloween h2o they use it in the rob zombie movies and if you've ever seen a halloween fan film on youtube like i have every fucking one has Mr. why does why that why that song 
Yeah, like it's, I don't know. Just a natural eeriness. I mean, it's, it's creepy. so much it is better. Creepy in like, Halloween too. But. It, it's it is creepy, but like just thinking about it being used for Freddy, like how? I mean, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a slam dunk. Yeah, <clears throat> had that been done at that point though? Like, did they ever use it for Freddy at that? I point? don't. Do they? Do no, that? they don't touch it. They don't touch it again. It ends up being the Fat Boys, Alice Cooper. Yeah, they end up being yeah. on the Freddy movies. It rules with Fat Boys. So Michael Myers takes a long, long dirt nap. Uh, before Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, a movie that does not have him in it. So this is a franchise where one of the movies, just like Friday 13, he's not in it. Yeah, I actually think this is kind of cool. Like, yeah. they, And they were a little bit ahead of the game. Like if they yeah. managed, they said they wanted to, like Halloween 2 aside, they wanted <clears> to kind of do, uh, turn it into something where each Halloween movie is just a different scary story for yeah. each Halloween night, which is a pretty cool idea. Uh, and what Netflix would love now but uh, at the time, they clearly completely failed at this. Yeah. Uh, Halloween 3, very different movie. Uh, there's a lot of shit going on in Halloween 3. It's a very horny movie, too. Oh, yeah. Halloween well, 3. Just put it out there that it gets increasingly horny with each installment. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it, it, <laughs> well, Halloween 3 is super horny. Halloween 3, the. Well, this is like peak 80s, like sex th- slasher era. So, like, they had to, like, live up to, like,. Uh, all the horny camper movies, <laughs> Meatballs, I think, came out this time. 82? Uh, was it really a year after? Yeah, uh-huh. oh, So, yeah, that's around Meatballs. I think this was like the concession so that uh, John could make his own movie is that he helped make this movie. Ah, and but this is like more of a Twilight Zone movie than a fucking... It's because creepy. You said because there's androids and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, there, are, there are androids in this movie. Yeah, it, Stonehenge is in this. Stonehenge movie. is in this which, movie. Which like Carpenter loves like yeah, Stonehenge and like druids and like that. It's weird yeah. that that stuff does kind of creep back into and the dude, series. You know, I didn't, I didn't watch Halloween three for a long time because I had always heard like, oh, Michael's not in it. It's not good. And then I finally watched it a couple years ago and I fucking loved it. It's so weird, but it's great. I, it's the original Black Mirror. Like, it kind of is. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is a it is a weird. Well, I mean, just to go about the story, uh, basically after like a kind of like a murder suicide. It's a weird fucking beginning of this movie because the androids kill someone like in yeah. cold blood in the beginning. I mean, it's a huge pivot from fucking Michael Myers <laughs> yeah, to, to androids. androids. Like that's crazy. Uh, a doctor. What's his name? What's the guy's name? Uh, Don Daniel Chalice is is tasked with finding out the truth behind uh, these murders, and I don't know if he's. The adequately, TV, I don't know if he's adequately prepared to deal with <laughs> he what is he is not. doing. <laughs> he is not prepared. He has problems with his children and his wife. He talks to his wife any kind of way in this movie yeah. on the phone. Like he's just shitting on her in the phone, but having mad sex throughout oh, the yeah. whole movie. Like this immediately, dude, he's pounding everything he sees and in this movie. He's played by the great Tom Tom Atkins, Atkins baby, who is uh, also in Night of the Creeps, the Fred Decker movie, and. He is honestly the sweetest man I've ever met. <laughs> Tom Atkins is the coolest motherfucker in the world. How old is he now? Like 70? He's up there, but he's so cool and he's so sweet. And I, I was like, hey, I just want you to know, like, I think you just played the baddest. Like, you played such a badass. Yeah, he was. In, in he films. is a badass. And he goes, oh, those are just movies. He's a, <laughs> he's a, bad, he's a badass. But in this movie, he gets his ass whipped. A lot. Oh, yeah. He takes a lot of L's. <laughs> he takes a lot of L's in this movie, including uh, his uh, love interest being a cyborg android in the end. And <laughs> so lit. That, that like, part is like scary as shit. That part is scary as shit. But uh, essentially, the, the big plot here is that a toy maker <laughs> makes <laughs> mad. And I don't want to like spend too much time here because we got to get to the yeah, Michael Myers yeah, movie. Yeah. The toy maker is making these masks that are brainwashing children. 
uh, into watching a TV broadcast that will make them essentially uh, explode into worms and grubs snakes and roaches and, and snakes. Folks, cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> it's cocaine era horror movies, baby. And that's why I love it. It's uh, great. It's completely nutty. Uh, I, I think I, I don't like to put it in the canon of these movies. I don't think anybody really does. Uh, it doesn't really fit to me. Uh, that's why I put it outside of here. And I will say that I really like this movie a lot. Um, Tom Atkins is amazing in it. And I, I think if there's one, it's a movie I turn on around Christmas. Me and Eric watch this movie for Christmas. One, really? One year. Yeah, we watched it on Christmas. It came on uh, Sci-Fi or something. Yeah, yeah. Why? Why Christmas? I don't know why they played it during Christmas. We were we were does literally it take place around Christmas. No, it's a Halloween. It's a Halloween movie. No, but I thought like I thought it starts around Halloween and they go. It takes the, place on Halloween. They no, all take place on Halloween. I thought I, I thought it did the Shane Black thing where it no, went to. No, uh, it's the week before and it leads up to uh, the day. Yeah, of, yeah, or something like that. Because Halloween night is when the commercial when the commercial airs. airs. Happy, happy Halloween. Yeah. Halloween. Also, even though I haven't seen 2018, which Pat told me off mic that it is. Uh, Quietly progressive. Uh, I mean, I think it's pretty openly progressive. Yeah, it's very yeah, yeah, quiet. Well, yeah. that's uh, that's David Gordon Green and McBride for you, baby. My fellow dirtbag lefty. But, and we'll talk about that after this. Right, yeah, but <laughs> without you, but without. <laughs> but I say that because I, I can't speak to 2018 yet. But this one might be the most openly woke, uh, if I dare suggest. The what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Stonehenge is in this film. <laughs> Not even that. Not even that. The fact that he treats women like he. he oh like, yeah. Like sex things. The movie like, punishes him for this, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. true. The movie actually indicts him. A movie and that ends him. with someone like screaming. Yeah, he is, uh, he takes L after L and is 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 punished painfully for it. But it's also like very anti corporation, anti advertisement. He literally says like, "I don't trust big corporation, big ad." His big goal TV. is to get an ad to stop running. Yeah, and, and like to is, crush the television industry of like brainwashing kids. Yeah, I mean, he's like literally <laughs> screaming to take the ad off while people around him are watching the ad. Yeah, like, Turn it like, on. Not, not even including his children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. His children are dead. So, so do you? How, how far? Children die. How far? The guy you, loses everything. I'm telling you, he how loses far it do all. you think that that message got? Do you think everyone died, or do you think? I think just, everyone, like like most of the children of the world, died. Yeah, it's yeah. very nihilistic. I movie. assume it's pretty apocalyptic. Yeah. 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 Uh, so let's move on to Halloween Four, a movie that is actually done airing. Oh man, uh, we've been on, going for a while uh, on West's TV here. Uh, Halloween Four: The Return of Michael Motherfucking Myers. Uh, he returns to. Yeah. Uh, Haddonfield, he's back. Uh, and and it, I, th- I think that, uh, Pat, you said something like, if you didn't know about anything, I think this was you. And you said, and you saw the trailer for uh, The Return of Mike oh, Myers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I said, we, we were, what, they showed the trailer yeah. for Return of Mike Myers at Beyond Fest while we were waiting for, for one of the movies to start. And, uh, I said it, and truthfully so, like, if, if I, if, if I were, like, you know, however, however old I am now at the time that was coming out, the return of Michael Myers trailer yeah. is fucking sick. <laughs> like, if you saw it and you were like, "Oh my god!" Like it, it, it would have been so thrilling at the time to see. Uh, it's and it, it, I like the movie in some ways. It's okay. It's my favorite sequel. It's okay. Mm. It's my favorite sequel. I know a lot of people within like the the Halloween fandom. They really think highly of it. But I can remember a time when this was th- this sequel was not loved. Yeah, I I found uh, it's weird. Is I saw it later, and my mom actually bought it for me on VHS just because she knew I liked the first one, and I was surprised at how much I really liked it. I really like Jamie. I really like Rachel. I like the continuation. Rachel, huh? Look good. 
Jesus. This podcast has gotten this so is gonna horny. be This is going to be one of the shirts. <laughs> Looks good. Looks good. She, she looked good. The, I, neighborhood, I, the neighborhood liked it? Yeah, yeah. the neighborhood <laughs> uh, The neighborhood loved her. <laughs> Let me tell you. Uh, but, uh, much like the Halloween series, we get increasingly horny. <laughs> as these go on. <laughs> they start looking good. The, the fourth one is cool because it goes like – and Wes was just saying this, like the the color palette kind of changes a lot, like just from the the opening credits of the movie. The opening are, credits are awesome. They're in daylight instead of yeah. at night, and you're like, so it is kind of like a, oh fuck, like it feels a little bit, um, actually like Texas Chainsaw kind of because mm-hmm. like not not really like it's not in sepia so much as as Texas Chainsaw is, but just being a little washed out and like a little farmhousey. Yeah. It is kind of like that. So the crux and the 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 hook of this film is obviously, honestly, the story doesn't matter. But is this is the start of a three movie arc with Michael Myers that would set the kind of set the tone of these movies for you know going forward. Uh, Lori Strode is presumed dead, missing. Car uh, accident. They car say accident. she's. They straight up say, they she's, say she's dead. dead. Yeah. She's dead. But you see pictures of her throughout the movie, uh, and she has a daughter, Jamie Lloyd. <laughs> the first of many uh, daughters and sons that that her character supposedly has. Yeah. yeah. So they could, you couldn't get her back. She she she's she is introduced in this film, uh, and Donald Pleasance is back. Uh, Daniel Harris. I'm I'm sorry. Just to, I mean, not, not even to be disrespectful. She is a child here. She yes. has a very long. I think she her history with this this series is about as long and, and involved and, as Jamie's is. And she's great in this movie like, yeah. as a child actor yeah. that's like she's not going, annoying. going through the shit. Yeah. Like, she, I really like Jamie. Which is, yeah, she's, I genuinely liked her and I genu- genuinely was uh, afraid for her in this movie. Yeah, you care so much about her and Rachel. Like, yes. They're great hero characters. I love the like kind of shitty boyfriend that like sort of cheats on Rachel. I love like the weird like dynamics between these like younger characters and then I think to me it it has the best ending of the entire series. They retcon the fuck out of it. But they yes. do. They ruin it. <laughs> they <laughs> retcon the fuck out of it in uh, in five. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You seriously start watching five and you're like, what? What did I miss? What yeah. The fuck happened what? Here? Yeah. They, like, did, did I see the wrong cut? Yeah. Like, because for me, the reason I love a lot of these movies, especially the Halloween movies, is because more so even than Friday or Nightmare Halloween, all of them is what they showed on AMC. Uh, oh like, yeah, like the like the Especially October. Four. Yeah, yeah. The, they show four a lot. The twenty-two <laughs> October. Yeah. Yes, yes, October twentieth through thirty-first. AMC showed four and six. I think a lot. Yeah, and and two obviously. Uh, but that's like like that's part of why I, I love these for me is like just watching yeah. them on TV. Uh, as a kid, I saw I saw two for the first time on AMC. Yeah, I yeah. mean it's it's. It, that it's weird that that's not like a part of of seeing movies like this anymore. I know because no one has cable anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but it is like it, it's a it's a really different experience from the first ones. Yeah. It's straightforward. Yeah. I'll say it's straightforward. There's no there's really no frills other than the exposition of introducing uh, Jamie as the daughter and showing her home life. Yeah. Um, which is a which is a very good home life for her. Like she she ends up being adopted. Why the fuck didn't they move her out of Haddonfield? That's the why thing. Like, yeah. Why does anyone live? Go away. Just yeah, go away. Like, just, just leave. Turn it into a ghost town. Uh, yeah, Michael, right. there's no real reason why Michael wakes up out of his car. He's in a coma. He, you know, he hears, he hears on the radio alive. that Lori died, right? Well, but she, no, but she hears that Jamie exists. Okay. And in this, this is what is known as the Thorn trilogy, four, five, and six. Jesus Christ. And <laughs> this is when they decided that Michael's goal. Somebody kill me, please. Michael's goal in this. 
timeline is to rid his bloodline, kill everyone that is his family member. So he decides. Oh, I, I can relate. He decides to wake up and <laughs> kill Jamie. Was, is purge. that okay for you? Is that okay to you, Wes? Like, is that is that okay motivation for? Is, is it okay to give Michael a motivation? I I don't like when Michael has motivations. Uh, but I mean, I get the struggle. I get why people tried. Yeah, to do something different. Yeah, like we'll get to Halloween Six. It's not a great movie, but man, I I, I admire the balls to like explain Michael Myers. Oh, my, oh Michael was trying to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> And six. <laughs> well, we're going to get to that in a second. Halloween 4, I mean, because I think consensus here is that we like it. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think, movie, yeah. The, there are some very cool kills. He, he stabs some. I always bring this up when we talk about 4. He stabs somebody with a shotgun in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a crazy part. He, he, he puts beats, his thumb through someone's head. He beats the shit out of Loomis in this movie. and he, yeah. But it's never. he always hurts Loomis, but never with the intent to kill Loomis. It's always the intent to just annoy him a little I think bit. There, I think there's an unspoken love. It's like a Joker. Yeah, Batman. I was just going to say it's Joker Batman. <laughs> it's it's taught, just like that. He jazzy Jeffs Loomis <laughs> out of a fucking okay, window. window yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, all right, leave me the fuck alone. Why do you keep showing up? Like, I just let me do what I got to do, yeah. bro. Uh, but yes, this is the start of the Thorn <laughs> trilogy. And we reached really kind of, I won't say it's the lowest. I think it's one of the lowest entries in the Halloween franchise. Halloween 5. The curse. No, nope. it's not curse. It's the revenge. It's the revenge. I'm sorry. Yeah. So many but does. They don't even put that in the title screen. It's literally just Halloween Five on the title screen. But yeah. On all the boxes, it's, it's Halloween revenge. Five, Revenge of Michael Myers. So I'm to think that the revenge of him is that he got that ass whopped in four, yeah. and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna come right back to this." These motherfuckers did not move. So essentially, he gets shot. Can somebody hype me to the the logistics of this? Maybe you can, Wes. He gets shot in a cemetery. He gets shot into Falls like a faucet or a grave. A grave. Yeah. And then and for some reason in part five, he finds an underground river. <laughs> the has underground it, railroad, has, has it like so to speak. Has hobo been taking care of uh, him? Okay, he goes through an underground river, goes through a riverbed. A hobo finds him, takes care of him for a year. Full year. And then... Michael wakes up on Halloween and kills his ass. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> insane. Listen, Eric, this movie is fucking insane. It's the, it's the fucking worst movie. It's the worst one. It's worse than Resurrection. It's so Ooh. bad. It's barely a film. It, it, there, there really is no film in here. They just turned a camera on and, and looked around with well, it. Well, they, they did a lot of shit in this movie that I fucking hate that it's like, we're going to do this to shake shit up. Okay, so now Jamie can't talk. And now I'm going to kill. Now I'm going to kill Rachel. Worst thing which ever. Which Killing Rachel was a terrible decision. Rachel it should really be the one. Agree, yeah. And they kill her while she's like in nothing but a towel. Yeah. Like it's like really insulting. That's not her character. Yeah. Like she shouldn't have went out like that. I no. think that Rachel should have been able to at least get her. And, and I say this again and, and I say this about uh, the new movie as well. She should have got her comeuppance or, or her, her redeeming moment. Essentially maybe saving Jamie and then dying or something like that. Like I feel as though Rachel got the shitty end of the stick here. She, she did. She should have showed up in another movie, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, she was she was a great like heroine. Like, I, I've seen someone say that she should have stayed on for till six and then died in six. I agree. Like she yeah. she's such a great character. It should have been the sister surviving. Yeah. So at the end of the fourth movie, Jamie reenacts the kill of Michael killing his parents or not his parents his, his sister in the in the first movie and she stabs her foster mom and yeah, it's so Loomis good. tries to he shoot, shoot her, her. <laughs> it's so awesome he tries to shoot a kid he tries he to knows. He's like, shoot her he knows immediately he's like this is happening again I'm gonna end it right now he's off the deep end in 5 even more even with everything going on uh, he's horrible in 5 he's terrible in 5 I could tell he was tired 
Uh, Jamie is in a uh, a children's home uh, for his gifted children. None of these storylines matter. They all suck. Everything in this movie sucks. <laughs> Michael literally just kills people that we don't really give a is shit about. Is this the one? Oh, no, never mind. I was... This is the one where cops walk in and they have clown they, sounds. Yes, they have bulk and skull music. That's what I call it. <laughs> it's Power like clown whistles. Every time they walk, it's like... They die gruesome deaths, too. Eric is cackling at these... So the the Thorn storyline is opened up in this, where you find out that the doctor who was uh, looking over Michael, I believe, is the guy that was basically pumping him full of these uh, rituals or whatever that would like the Thorn shit. Like they, he was basically telling him all about it. You don't find out any of that shit in five. You don't. They don't. Six. They didn't all even have a fucking reason for the man in black in five. They were just like, There's oh a guy in black. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they didn't. And they show the Thorn symbol. They don't know what that is. Yeah. They just did things in part five. It's not even a movie. <laughs> he it's shows not up a in movie. The, he, I just do things. There. Well, there's kind of like. I mean, again, part six was literally. I was going to talk about two and then talk about six. Like that, their five yeah. is such a fucking. Mess. We should almost just keep going. Like six was literally a screenwriter watching five and being like, "What do I do? Like, there's a symbol. There's a man in black. Well, what if there's a cult? Like he literally, <laughs> he literally made it all up from because he they handed him a mess. Yeah. So we're so, we talking so, about Halloween or Westworld right now. I mean, it's it's so <laughs> it so convoluted. so five hums along. Michael kills everybody. Then he's in jail at the end. <laughs> he's literally in jail. He's in jail like, in the mask. He's, he's in literally the mask. like he's literally like in the drunk tank, like in the fucking. In like, his all right, mask. buddy, sit yeah. sleep this one and off. And then like then what? Like it explodes, there's right? Like there's like an explosion in the police station. And like then, and it's edited so poorly that the first time I saw it as a kid, probably like hours after I'd watched Halloween four, I was like, "Wait, so he is he the man in black? Like he changed <laughs> outfits? Like he's like a what the Amazing. fuck is happening here?" So essentially, uh, you get another shit finish with Halloween five. I'm surprised they didn't just kill the franchise right there. The man in black and the cult break him out, and the last thing you hear in Halloween five is Jamie saying. <laughs> and the movie ends. Yeah. <laughs> the movie literally ends, and it's like I guess they wanted to just get right to the next sequel. Yeah, like but somebody literally broke Michael out of jail. Is the way he gets away with it at the end. We don't see Michael Myers again until 1995's Halloween. The curse of Michael Myers. Uh, Eric can come out of the room now. This is something that is right up your alley. Uh, it is kind of what I guess they wanted to have. Joe Chappelle made this movie. He's made a lot of. Uh, questionable movies. Uh, <laughs> they shot this in Salt Lake City too. Did you, did you know that? They shot the whole Thorn trilogy in Salt Lake City. Jesus Why? Christ! Cheaper. Probably cheaper. Is, it, is that where the that's that was the Atlanta of nineteen ninety five? Six percent. Six percent. <laughs> Turn that up. Undeserved. Six percent. Six percent. Ten percent on Metacritic. I think. I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not going to say my hot take yet. I'm just going to go through these movies as Wes says he loves all of them. <laughs> I'm going to go through these movies and I'm going to spit my hot. All, I shit all over five. No, you didn't. No, I'm Wes. Terrible. Wes, come it's on. It's not even a movie. Four is that? Uh, five is that? Uh, you're no, saying you like four. six. You said okay. I mean, I four. Four is that? Uh, I'll, I'll agree with you there. Five is complete shit. Okay, we agree. Yeah. Six. Six. That's the moment. Six. And also, have you seen the producers cut? Yes, it's still bad. It's, 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 the ideas are okay. there. Here, I will be the middle ground here. This producers cut is still bad. It is a little. It's in. Ba- <laughs> <laughs> God, it sucks. Either way, the conclusion of the series in part six, whether you watch the regular one or the quote unquote better producers version, the ultimate conclusion is that druids were in charge of Michael the whole time. Yeah. Like, and Michael, it is crazy. And Michael is big horny, and in the it, producer's cut, 
He's even more horny because it starts I'm, off with him fucking Jamie. Yeah. Yeah, he's the dad. How, yeah. What? It's, come on. It's they, okay. They, they wrote themselves into a corner, but it actually feels like a movie. Like, Paul Rudd is acting. Like, <laughs> he's acting like he has autism in this like, movie. He, this is like his kind of first major role. He was in like a television show that was like. This is his first movie role, I thought. Sorry, it, this, it says yeah. introducing Paul Stephen Rudd. Sorry, I meant to say yeah, uh, he's credited as Paul Stephen Rudd. Yeah, Stephen Rudd. Uh, yeah, but he had he had done some television work, but he was like a big theater guy, and you can tell because it's everything he does is so big into the back of the back of the room that like there is no it. it I, I can't like like wrap my head watching around. What, what, uh, I can't talk. Wrap my head watching it now, seeing how he acts now, be like. It is. I, it melts my brain that he actually did this as like a twenty, what five year old kid. Come, come on, Kara, we have to get to the house. Yeah. The baby is there. He's like, he you can tell like every, that. every moment he's like, "This is it. This I, is my big break." Like, I love every I'm time he sees it. Michael. He makes a really goofy face. <laughs> it's, it looks like it's a little bit like um, the Tommy Jarvis movies. Actually, it is actually from yeah. Friday. Like yeah. I, I don't from a filmmaking standpoint. The regular version and the producer's cut are both pretty bad. Uh, I I have to give credit and sometimes big credit to anything that like says like fuck it the serial killer who couldn't die was controlled by druids. Like, <laughs> movies they like, go for the like, move. Like that I mean yeah like it's pretty fucking and great what they decide to do. I I think it's ultimately the kind of thing that if you don't have that idea from the beginning it is an extreme failure when you introduce druids. Uh <laughs> Again, I haven't said I don't. I, is dru- me. Like, the only time I talk about druids is when I talk about Halloween or World of War. <laughs> like, my, so, Michael or the Undertaker. Michael. <laughs> Michael had homies. Michael had homies the whole time that were in the background watching him during Halloween one and two, and they let him get big horny on his own motherfucking niece. Listen, that is a bizarre aspect of this. That like it is really like, and people know that like. The kid is a product of incest. Yes. Like, it's a known thing in the movie. That's nasty. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> Listen, it's bad. I don't know if it's racist, but it's bad. <laughs> it is bad. It's bad. It's bad. It is racist because there are no black people in this movie. <laughs> there are zero black people yeah. in this movie. But, uh, I don't know. I just appreciate them going for something. Like, it... It's so insane. Like, how did this get through? Like, it's like a bunch of screenwriters throwing the paper up in the air. Like, fuck yeah. it. But and you didn't see the producers cut. But like, literally, I saw, yeah, I saw theatrical. Literally, Paul Rudd defeats Michael with runes, like stones. Yeah, he puts stones in a circle, and Michael like freezes, and he's like, oh, I can't move anymore. That's amazing. How is this cool? Yeah. Well, <laughs> how is this good? All the stuff with druids and runes is really and cool. Also, <laughs> in the producers cut, the ending is crazy because yeah. Loomis gets. The Mark of Thorn, and he becomes the bad guy. Yeah, like the, the, the guy who's been like oh, controlling mind you, the whole time. Mind you, Pleasance hated filming this movie. It's his last movie. film. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. This one broke Loomis. <laughs> I, like, they killed him. Like the guy who's like the druid lord uh, yeah. has uh, been like controlling Eric. Like Loomis gets like kind of like lured back in. Mm-hmm. And in the version you saw, like Michael kind of kills him. Also. Michael had, no, it sounded like Loomis and Michael was having sex. Yeah, it's, it's, the, 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 the guttural noises are crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, when I saw that one on TV, I was, again, I was like, so am I missing something here? What's going on? Bro, and Halloween. In this, in the in the producer's version, he kind of like does the thing where like he's dying, but like he grabs Loomis's wrist as he's dying. Grabs his hog. And like, yeah. yeah. And Loomis looks down and he's like, <laughs> (laughs) fuck i'm in charge of evil michael now and like 
And also it implies that Michael's normal at the end. He, he yeah. walks away as the new man in black. He should fall apart. Just everybody part yeah, of it should yeah. just fucking fall like, apart at that I, point. I kind of ultimately think it's a like the producer's cut is cool in a way that like Loomis kind of gets a comeuppance for being so filled with hubris the entire series. <laughs> but for him to just have sex with Michael at the end. I, I, honestly, it's the allegory for their whole relationship. They just, he just wanted to fuck. That was, that's like a, it's like in the master, uh, when, uh, uh, Marin said to Paul Thomas Anderson, like, they just needed to hook up the whole time. Yeah. Why didn't that just happen? And Paul Thomas Anderson was like, yeah, Mark, that's Halloween, actually it. Halloween, the dick of Michael Myers. Yeah. Pretty Jesus much. Christ. Uh, let's let's run to H two O. These are a lot of fucking movies. Let's run yeah. through H two O. These last two are really bad. H two O is a terrible movie to me. I hated H two O. I watched it uh, yesterday. It's so much better than Resurrection. That's how bad Resurrection is. But it's pretty bad. Can we talk about how the Halloween movies always bring you back in by saying Jamie's back? But I'm like, she's back for a lot of these movies. She's back in more of them she's, than she isn't back. Yeah, like she's back in a lot of these Halloween <laughs> movies. Like H two O. The big hook was. James, James back. back, and I'm just like, okay, cool. And also LL, so yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, it worked H2O. Then it was a like resurrection. She back playing was good, and then they they kill her in resurrection. I mean, I, why don't we just talk about resurrection H2O kind of as the a same? They're, they're the same. They're, 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 they're a timeline. They're, yeah, they're yeah. another timeline so, in the series. So H2O comes in and says, uh, "Fuck four, five, and six. Yeah, they obviously don't even have to address three. But the one thing they keep from four is that uh, Lori did like try to reestablish herself through a uh, car accident. But in H two O, whereas in four, Lori was killed in a car accident. Yeah. In this one, she used the car accident to fake her death. She doesn't have a daughter. She has a son. And she right? has a complete yeah. She has a son uh, Josh introducing Josh Hartnett. The, the yeah. cast of H two O is crazy, is fucking crazy. insane. Yeah. Michelle Ar- Williams, Adam Arkin, yeah. Hartnett, the like original '90s horror heartthrob. Yeah, he was on he, a run. With, like, the he filmed that and Faculty back to back because he has the same haircut because he cut his own hair. <laughs> yeah, <of course. laughs> that's why it was so did. goofy. Yeah, his he has some terrible hair, but uh, yeah, the cast is stacked. Yeah, it's so it's, it's very it's much resurrections, low key. Yeah, yeah, it is. H two O is very much a post scream slasher film. Yeah, it totally. is. It, it feels totally. like it, I think Kevin Williamson did a rewrite on the script. It feels very much like a kind a little of more self aware resurrection, probably. even more so. I Though would say. what's bullshit is they're watching Scream two in Halloween H two O, and that doesn't make any they fucking are. sense because. And Scream 1, they're watching Halloween. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, just, it just had to do it. I, I think, had to do it. And, but I agree that, that like this movie kind of mixes the best of 90s writing with kind of like trying to get the suspense of the first one. And I appreciate the writing because it's of the time. And, and I thought the writing was actually pretty solid, especially I thought Jamie Lee Curtis, she was here to do a job. Like she really seemed like she wanted to be here. Yes. But like... The suspense wasn't there for me in this movie. It just felt like yeah. I think the biggest problem with this movie is Michael's not very good. No, they have three different masks. They have a CGI mask. They have a really bad looking mask, and uh, you see his eyes too much. He's not very scary, and uh, he gets his ass whipped like most of the film. That has a lot to say about uh, the director directed uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two um, and three. Oh, really? Yeah, and yeah. Was, so it's like that rhythm was just all fucked. So, he also directed Forever Young with Mel Gibson. So it's so essentially, uh, like, can we talk about LL Cool J and his love of like uh, big bone women in this in this film? Oh God, um, he's writing a novel, like a romantic novel in this movie. He is shot in the head 
and survives. survives. <laughs> Jamie, like Loomis with the Thule, she just shooting anybody. I will say, catches I think, a stray. I catches think, a stray. I think the, 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 before you say that, Wes. Yeah, yeah, of course. The optics of LL getting shot by a white woman. Just <laughs> yes. And he's a cop. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, this movie might be racist. Um, I think the last 10 minutes are pretty great. I mean, her cutting Michael's head off is pretty. They should have kept it. They yeah. should have kept it. That's awesome. They the fact that, it. like, they then go into, like, in Resurrection, that, like, he switched bodies with somebody it's and she, bullshit. in a rage, decapitated a random guy. That was a Ryan Murphy twist. Yeah. If I, yes. Even in the beginning of Resurrection, they flash back to when he did it. And I was just like, no, this just really doesn't work because if someone crushes your larynx, you are going to die. And Michael, yeah. and Michael had gone for at least another 10, 20 minutes. Yeah. I'm like, if you were like the 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 uh, the what was it, a guy from the the hospital? Yeah, or one of the uh, the emergency workers. I would have been like, and also, <laughs> and also, he goes through a van window. Yep, he is hit with a van. He rolls down a hill. Yep, and then a van falls on top of him, yep. crushing him, <laughs> and then he gets his head cut off. If it was he was normal, already dead. If it was a normal guy, he would have been dead as fuck. Exactly. It was, yeah. It's a terrible retcon. Jamie shows up. And I remember when this movie came out, the big the big moment was that she was back. And then there was a big surprise in the beginning. Obviously, the surprise is Michael finally kills her. Terrible decision. In a very limp scene. And I thought she, she kisses it's, him on the mouth. It's so <laughs> shitty. Yeah. I, this Her death in Resurrection is one of my least favorite. Like, it's like no teeth to it. it it's is, just like... Yeah, the, the, the little like flashback you can, that she has. You can uh, you can hear the contract like being signed. She's like, I don't have to do this anymore. Yeah, great. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna show four me. hours for three days. <laughs> How much am I getting paid for this one day of work? Yeah, okay, let's sign the contract. Yeah, it's it just sucks. Like for all the good work she did for fans, like in two and in H two O, it just feels like a fuck you. Yeah, this whole movie's a fuck you. Uh, it it, it kind of banks on the reality uh, TV mess. So of the time. Uh, I mean, Christ yeah. on the cross. I, but I will, <laughs> I will, I will commend it for at least not taking itself seriously because I think my yeah. issue with this franchise as a whole is that it takes itself too fucking serious to a point where like none of these movies are actively funny or have any levity whatsoever, which is why I like the new one so much. But this movie is actually really funny. Yeah, it is. And it, like you got to kind of hand it to them for like at least tonally trying to like switch it up. Yeah. It, it didn't work because <laughs> of like the other decisions they made. Yeah. No, I got to argue here and I think I'm on the side of Eric and I might be on the side of Pat. Wes, you said that Buster Rhymes uh, ruined the franchise. <laughs> I have to I have to disagree well, here, brother. I don't think it was just him. Buster Rhymes yeah. gave this movie life, baby. Yeah, I got to say at so this point, bad. he's bad, but I'm glad he's like at this point, I'm glad he's in. There's it. Michael's never faced anyone like Buster Rhymes before. Yeah, like <laughs> he's I, making kung fu sounds as he kung fu's like. Yeah, he probably yeah. wrote that in. <laughs> that would I have no proof of this rewrite. No, but I mean it's the man's name is Freddie Harris. Take he runs a company called Danger Danger And while he's Danger again, while he's whipping Michael's ass, he asks him if he wants to be part of Danger Tainment. And then karate. I thought he called him the N word when he did that. I was just like, I was like, I was like, did he just call Michael the N word? There's a lot of take. There's a lot of takes that looks like he probably ad libbed the N word. But then, but then Rosenthal, who came back to direct this. Probably made him change it to motherfucker because there's like <laughs> 20 motherfuckers in his like monologues as he's whipping it, whipping Michael Myers' ass. And yes, making like 
very racist, like kung fu sound. To, to Asians. He's doing like, yeah, I'm not gonna fucking rep, try to replicate it. Whatever. It is crazy. But but it was to, a different time. To their point, I mean to their credit, they make it a character like color, like they color his character moment in with like saying he was obsessed with kung fu movies. Yeah. So mm-hmm. by the time it comes to that, he's like, oh, this is why he's good at kung fu. He's very progressive. And also makes these noises like a fucking My here's my here's my yes. theory. Here's my theory. All we've watched all these movies, right? Yeah. Michael ain't never seen a black person in his life. Damn, that might be He's true. never seen a black person or, in any of these fair, movies. He never saw LL. No, until he saw LL and busted. Hey, but then, but, but, but LL ain't bring the smoke to him like that though. LL got shot yeah. in the head. Yeah, LL. He didn't even see him for real, for real. So when when Buster Rhymes has the suit on, he's like, "Get up there, motherfucker! Do your job, motherfucker!" <laughs> Mike is like, "Yo, what's going on?" Never, like, I've never been talked. To I've never been talked to like this. <laughs> Michael was about to call the cops. Yeah, that, 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 yeah, Michael finally like the wiring in Michael's Michael, the wiring in Michael's brain finally snapped. Like, oh yeah, I am white and I'm uncomfortable. Here. <laughs> I'm <laughs> telling you, Michael Myers had never seen a black person before Halloween Resurrection. And honestly, we're talking about the the uh, uh, racist karate noises Buster was making Michael had if he hadn't seen a black person there's a 0% chance he'd ever seen an Asian he person like, before he was like what is going on is he a chicken like what is he doing yeah. he, Buster Rhymes proceeds to whip Michael's ass two times in this movie he electrocutes Michael's dick yeah, yeah, and he, I don't know if he says he says looking crispy over there, Michael Myers, like <laughs> <Yeah>. like, some, <laughs> like some fried chicken motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> he, does, he does say that, which is insane. Which, okay, which which Friday is it that somebody gets decapitated at the end? Is it two or is it no? It's one because uh, Friday after Mrs. Next. Voorhees gets decapitated. <laughs> yeah, yeah Mrs. Voorhees. Mrs. Voorhees. My dad, I don't think saw a horror movie between when he saw. Uh, Friday one yeah. and uh, resurrection, mm-hmm. but when he heard that, because uh, Busta did an interview uh, on <laughs> da- lot on Daily Show, <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember that. Yeah, and when my dad saw the John Stewart Busta Rhymes interview and he found out that Busta <laughs> beat Michael with karate, mm-hmm. he was like, "I haven't seen like I just know that he hadn't seen a movie since Friday one." And he was like, we're seeing this movie. And we rented it, like, a couple... Like, we didn't see it in the theater, like, because it was too oh, late. Did. But we rented it, and, like, uh, it was... It's so good. This, yeah. was a, this was a powerful Busta. Like, this was, it ain't safe no more era, make it clap Busta. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, he just, like, he was finally having, like... I mean, he'd always had mainstream hits, but not... I think this was, like, his biggest, like, platinum mainstream run in, like, a in like a TRL kind of way. Yeah. World. But also, Make it like, Clap, I think, was his first like number, number one, one yeah. single. The like, fact that we know this means that we old. Yeah, yeah. we're old as shit. But but like this, he had, he had already had a few other films under his belt. Like he'd already done Finding Forrester, you know, like a quiet Gus Van Sant movie. Yeah. He's like, oh, like I'm, I can go fucking off the chain in this movie. Like I don't have to like be this quiet sort of like you know humble guy in this this art house movie. Like I'm gonna snap. <laughs> and like and he admitted he like got to improvise. He said Rick wrote, Rick, was it Rick Rosenthal? Rick, Rick Rosenthal. Rosenthal. The director Rick Rosenthal like let him. He just said to fuck it to the script. He said, "Actually, I got to say the n word a couple of times yeah. <laughs> to Michael Myers." Yeah, but I was texting, I was texting the, the Lafey's boys all day because after I watched this, I fell down the this rabbit hole of like 2002 press that Busted did around this movie, and Nardwar visits him on set, <laughs> and it is one of the most off the rail. Like even for a Nardwar interview, it goes off the rail so much quicker because it's Busta who like you know is, is already charming and like funny on his own. So like. Their two personalities colliding, and they did it on the set. 
of, <laughs> of Halloween Resurrection because it was shot in uh, Ontario or British Columbia, yeah. uh, where Narwhal is from. So he like visits Busta, and Busta had no idea who this fucking guy was. So uh, my, I just gotta say, this movie's terrible. It's, but, a, it's a terrible movie. Yeah. Busta yeah. Rhymes is the only glimmer of hope and love that I that I. Twelve percent. It's, it's real bad. Twelve percent. Twelve percent is honestly like that's fair. Sean, uh, Sean yeah, Patrick Scott was his name. Sean Williams Scott. Oh, no, no, Sean Patrick. Patrick. Sean, the black guy, right? Uh, What's his name? What's his name? I got his name. Hold on. From uh, Save is the it Last Sean, Pat- Sean Patrick Harris or something. Sean Patrick Thomas. Sean Patrick Thomas. Thomas. And Tyra Banks. Shot. From the barbershop. Yes, and and Tyra Banks <laughs> in this movie, they they were clearly banking on I, the, the cast is diverse. Oh, I will and say that the um, the guy from American Pie is in it. Yes, the, uh, which guy? Uh, the, the he's a sleazy who, guy. The kid who plays uh, Ricky Rowan Gardner from uh, Rookie of the Year. Rookie Wait, of the Year. Shermanator? No, no, no. no. Oh, oh, the, the guy Tom with Tom Tom Nichols. Nichols. Yeah, no, I I didn't hear He's got weird features. The guy yeah. who comes in the uh, Cop. beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, yeah. that sh- uh, what's his name? Stifler. Uh, I can't believe that guy's in Rookie of the Year. He's yeah, the he's the rookie. The that's yeah, that's bizarre. <laughs> that's weird. That's yeah, very the, different. The poster for this movie, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is the only white person on it. Like, yeah. they were yeah. banking like this was like that weird po- like that weird pocket of early aughts where like hip hop became popular. Like corporate America started to uh, exploit hip hop culture while still condemning it. Mm-hmm. Like this was a year after the speaking of Busta Rhymes, a year after the. Whole uh, Pastor Cavassier controversy where yeah. uh, Pastor oh, Cavassier yeah, yeah, yeah. watched their sales go through the roof because of this song with Busta, Diddy, and, and Jamie Foxx. And but they said, they like, like, fuck that. We don't want rappers yeah, we don't want Cavassier. that. We don't want yeah. this dim, quote unquote demographic uh, drinking. But like, that, that felt like the, this felt like the hip hopification and reality TVification of, of, of horror. Because it was like the, the, the plot of this movie is like they're shooting a horror. Uh, they're trying to make their own reality TV show in, in, in the Myers house. in the Myers house. So they all have like these these like lav cameras on them. It's like it's the fucking <laughs> it looks worst. So bad. It is so bad, man. Like the tech has and aged also, so poorly. The online relationship. Oh, terrible. Oh man. That's the American Pie Decker. moment. That's the American Pie moment of this movie, where it's like they're essentially watching everything happen, and it yeah. should be a cool moment. Yeah. But Michael just isn't scary enough to. Like make that really work for me. He looks pretty silly in the movie, and the kills aren't really good. And you can't take him seriously because he's getting beat beat up by Buster Rhymes with Kung Fu. Like, no, I mean, I I, hold on, I agree. (laughs) I agree that Buster Rhymes could probably whip Michael Myers' ass. Michael ain't never seen no shit like this before, Wes. <laughs> it's always been little white girls running and tripping and shit. I actually do think the idea that somebody is like fighting him, it's never happened. He is like a kid. Probably would fuck him up. Yeah. Thank you. He you don't throw his at anyway. Uh, like, I don't know that I believe Buster could beat him. He could. He couldn't. I'm sorry. He frazzled him enough. Like he clearly would have been like, wait, wait. What's I don't know. Yeah. yeah. He was like that in the movie. You don't, you, don't, you don't need to beat a bully. You just need to show Did a bully watch, like somebody can stand up to you. Right? Yeah. That's that's all you have to do. I don't know. I saw Buster whoop all those racist ass in Higher Learning. Yeah. I think he, this blackfish <laughs> Sma- smashes a, a, a napkin dispenser on that white supremacist head. I'm, t- Wes, that was I'm telling you. I was watching Mike Myers. Shit. Buster Rhymes from the toughest hood in New York. He I- will whoop Michael Myers' monkey ass. <laughs> that I was like, yeah, the neighborhood Pro- fuck with that. Pro- props to Rick Rosenthal He's for a- recognizing that. What did he say? He's a Michael Myers is not a soundbite. He's a he's a he's a shark or some shit. Kill a shark and baggy ass over. Then he said, "Hey, Mikey, happy fucking Halloween!" As he carries the white woman out. (laughs) You 
crispy fried chicken motherfucker. Yeah, he, he gets the, all the quotables off in this oh, movie. Oh, for sure. Uh, do we want to speed through these Rob Zombie movies? Yeah, let's yes. get through them as fast as possible. Yeah. Uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween movies are terrible. They're, they're trash. They are an abomination to anything that is good. Uh, I watched the first one again today. Uh, Didn't Zombie direct a good movie, though? No. No, no, never, no. never to me. Watch. Yeah, yeah, no, not, <laughs> not on my watch. <laughs> I thought Zombie got. You could say Devil's Rejects. I thought he got props for Devil's I mean, like Rejects. it's like if you have to watch a Rob Zombie movie, no, that's you should watch movie. Devil's Rejects. Like yeah. if Rob Zombie is an auteur, then like Devil's Rejects is the one to see. But he fucking sucks. And like the, on a script level, the movies are so bad. And the dialogue is so he's bad. Just jacking. Like the cool points he gets, he jacked. Rob Zombie's first one, twenty five percent. Jesus. Second one, nineteen percent. Yeah, not too bad. It's crazy. <laughs> this franchise has a lot of sub thirty. Yeah, that's and the Rob Zombie should be lower. Cam, I'm glad you said that because <laughs> let me present this take here. There's a pattern here, sir. <laughs> <laughs> let me present this take really quick, and I, I have been kind of like waiting to say this on the show. I think Halloween is a terrible franchise. I think the Halloween has two good movies, including the new one. Including the new one, Wes's nose just started bleeding. And one passable <laughs> one in four, three. You don't even count three in the canon of this franchise. The rest of these movies are complete utter horseshit. And <laughs> it's been like forty years until we got a movie that actually was as good as the right, first one. Give a rebuttal to this, and I'll, then I'll give a balanced. Uh, no, stop uh, playing both sides. Okay, okay. Stop hey, playing hey, both hey, sides. Hey, here's what I'll say. I'll say play both o- sides. Overall, the franchise is uh, has mostly uh, an overwhelming. You still play both sides. It, the franchise has an overwhelming majority of bad movies, uh, but the stuff that is good about it and the stuff that is like really messy about it, I think, like the timelines and shit, I think managed to imbue it with some intrigue that I like a lot, but I. But no, I don't believe the franchise has the franchise has many good movies in it. It's very bad, but like when you have the first one being as good as it is, like you kind of can get away with. And you get to pick the things you like from the other one. And you're right. How long are you gonna get away with ninety seven eight being good? Not not this long. long (laughs) Forty years a long time. But like when you make a movie that's like a staple in like pop culture, like the first one, like you, they built a lot of equity, I guess, with that first movie. Like we talked, you all talked about how good the first one is and it's like universally accepted. It's like damn near perfect. Isn't it in the the Library of Congress or something like that? Yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 And it's got a 93%. Yeah. And I think if you make one that good, you get to make other ones where people get to pick and choose what they like about them, but those aren't going to be good. And here's the thing, like Halloween one is lightning in the bottle. Like, yeah. it, it, it's perfect in, like, ways that maybe can't be replicated. Like, it just happened. Everyone that was working on that film didn't know they were making a classic film. They were like, oh, we think it's going to be pretty good, but mm, people probably aren't going to watch this movie. <laughs> and then it became this phenomenon. It's just, like, this thing that happened. And there's a reason that it's so hard to do it again because it mm-hmm. just kind of happened and it was special. And I think it keeps going on because people want to experience something like that again. And also they just like seeing Michael, even, even though he's not even really a character anymore. It's just like, uh, it would it'd be really nice to see Michael Myers come back to Haddonfield, huh? I, I feel the same way. And, and I say this, <clears throat> my reasons are kind of like kind of twofold here. Like I say that this franchise isn't good because obviously it doesn't have good movies, but 
all they're all so self-serious and they run the same line. They're all very downbeat, downtrodden, and sad. And it's like there is no triumphant ending to any of these movies. And I think that there's like even with like Friday or Nightmare, like you know he's gonna come back. But at least the hero character gets a come up. These movies just got weirder and weirder and darker. Except Resurrection, baby. That's for just for the sake of just being that that way. Like these movies are not. They don't. They don't really have a. I'm like you already know what you're gonna get, and that's why the new one surprised me so much. Was that I I had my own idea of what I thought I was gonna get out of this, but it didn't take itself as serious. Like Halloween Six really takes itself very seriously. For oh, like yeah. the, the the subject matter, Halloween five too. Druids. Halloween five <laughs> takes itself so fucking seriously that it's like the shit on, on the screen right now does not reflect what this what is real like reality right now. And I think that that's that shit really to me hurts the franchise a lot. Is that it, all of them are so self serious except for like Resurrection. I will say this about the franchise though, like as bad as all the movies after the first one is, it takes a character like like what's was saying that people really care about to keep getting you to come back yeah. and want to see the shit over and over again even though you've had about eight movies now that show you you should not give a fuck yeah like but you still, <laughs> yeah you still yeah. keep going so we're back. all we're we are all uh we all have stockholm syndrome then. yeah, yeah like, you keep getting beat but you go back to like it movie, like it like, for whether it's because of the first one or because you want to go back and look for good things the series even though, as we've said, pretty much every movie after the first one is in in some ways or in all ways bad, you want to go back and look for something because it manages to be greater than the sum of its parts for yeah. one yeah. reason or another. And that's because you get to pick the parts <laughs> of it that you like. And for me, like I'm probably the biggest fan of this franchise in the room, and I am honest about how bad the sequels can be, but... <laughs> Even the bad ones, I kind of like. Like the only one I just don't like at all is Halloween Five, and uh, Resurrection's tough for me. But <laughs> but like, but, but you know, you know, you know, it's dope. You know, it's dope. It wasn't tough for you at first, but when we talked about Mike Buster Rhymes and Michael Myers, he was like, "All right, it's tough. I might have to go back and watch this one." I'm telling you, look at Michael's face when Buster starts going off on him. He's like, "Get the <laughs> fuck up there, do your fucking job." Michael's like, "Yo, didn't even talk to me like that in the hospital. Like, yo, what the fuck? It's tough for you." I, you know, I, I recognize that a lot of it's bad. It's just like, it, it's, there's a weird, it's a comfort food in a way. It's, it's nostalgia. It's like, it's just this thing that's always kind of been there. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just my series. Like, I, I get it. it. It's not perfect at all. No, you don't got to defend it to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I understand. Yeah. I like Friday the 13th. I mean, I'm pretty sure they, the ratio for that is way worse. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's way the first movie of the Friday the 13th franchise should it's tune bad. you out because yeah. it is terrible. There's like a sound I in mean, the background that's yeah. like carrying us into the Friday episode <laughs> for next Halloween. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like two, like one and two are terrible. You know, like at yeah. least at least Halloween has like the two. first one. Like How two. Friday the 13th? We'll like talk two. about. We'll yeah. talk about. We'll later. save this. We'll save that for later. But that was our run through. We we did a lot. For, that was a lot. That, that, that was, was ten lot. movies. That was ten movies. It's covered forty years. Of it covered yeah, we, 40 years. And we basically skipped Rob Zombie. Like, yeah, we yeah, made, we can't. We can't do it. So honest, to God. the first Rob Zombie movie. I think the biggest flaw is that it's just too long. It's yeah, two hours long. Fucking, well, he wanted in it to be woods and like he wanted it to be two movies. Yeah, like, he wanted everything before he breaks out in the mental institution. He wanted to be one movie, 
and then he wanted to do a sequel where he went to Haddonfield. Oh, hell no. Yeah. Get the fuck out of Get here. Out oh, human, Dan, a human. Oh, human, Dan, a But that is our first section of the show. Uh, we have to bid Eric adieu. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah. Because and, he has not seen Halloween 2018. And if you are listening to this on Friday the 19th and you haven't seen it yet, stop listening to this and go see the movie. I'll meet you at the And theater. then listen to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come back after you watch it. Yeah, so uh, after the break, we will be talking about Halloween 2018 with myself, uh, Pafifi, Wes, and Cam, who watched this all with us at uh, Beyond Fest. Shout out to Beyond Fest for the screening. Uh, and we'll see you right back here on Late Before Fees. I go, folks, I just oh, want oh, to say, boys, I, I really was a big fan of the uh, unprompted matching half-star reviews on Letterboxd today. <laughs> all, three of, all three of us gave a half-star review to some uh, Halloween, Halloween movie today. We've never been more on brand think- or, or synchronized. And I, I, was I fucking love it. You do it sometimes, yeah. but nothing is better than like me and Justin, seriously, the day before a Late Fees episode, will just fucking get in there like in the Futurama episode where Bender turns part of his body into the gun and just fucking <laughs> unloads. That's like me and Justin. Justin on Letterbox before we recorded the day before episode. We recorded. Yeah, because oh, yeah, I put all my reviews yeah, yeah, up yeah, here yeah. today. I gotta check it out. I didn't know this happened. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah. we had Eric. Anything you want to say before you leave here? No, I'm I, I'm actually uh, I'm actually sad but more proud that you guys are going to be talking about a Danny McBride, David Gordon Green joint without me because they're two of my favorite uh, comedic creators. Like, you know I'm gonna rip. I think they're geniuses. Eastbound and Down, all the way to fucking Vice Principals. Uh, fit uh, foot, fist foot, 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 fist way. Wow, just uh, <laughs> absolutely, you know, just top tier Southern Gothic comic gold, baby. But uh, have fun without me, boys. All right, and yeah. uh, we'll see you guys right after the break. Jazzy Jeff, me on late fees. Oh. Ah! <laughs> 
Mike, come see me. Michael, come and see me. Look at me. Wanna fuck with me? Huh? Fucker. I'm gonna get it cracking. Y'all do what the fuck y'all gotta do. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Late Fees, uh, the Halloween franchise. This is a marathon episode. This is on pace to break the Late Fees record. We're putting the late and late fees. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's very late tonight. Eric has uh, exited the room because he did not see the brand new Halloween movie directed by David Gordon Green that uh, has dropped today. Uh, if you're listening to this, um, I'm going to warn you guys right now, and again, before we actually get into the conversation, uh, this is spoiler territory. We are going to reveal very, very uh, uh, clear and distinct moments about this movie <laughs> and what we liked and what we disliked about the movie. So if you are listening right now, you haven't seen it, turn away right now. We're going to warn you one more time before we actually go into the, the movie. But we saw this movie two weeks ago. Yeah, it's uh, been at a while. Beyond Fest, um, we've had a we've had a couple of weeks to ruminate and kind of kind of like let it marinate with us. I'm I'm pretty sure we're all going to be seeing it again. I'm probably going to see it maybe Thursday. I have tickets for Thursday. Yeah, I'm probably going to see it. I'm going to see it with Eric too, so maybe I'll see it Saturday. But I'm definitely going to see it. Let me let me know when you guys go. I might go to Thursday. Yeah, I mean that's that's completely fine. I got I got the AMC thing. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's dope. you're a Stubbs member. I'm a Stubbs. I'm a list. A list motherfucker. I saw Venom. But, I saw uh, Venom for my first my first A list. But I I uh, we we saw this at Beyond Fest. We, we had a couple of weeks to 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 kind of think about it. Uh, we're, we're all going to obviously see it again. I think the consensus between the four of us here and uh, Cam included. Well, I forgot to mention Cam is here. He did see it with us at his first film festival. But I think the consensus here is generally positive. Uh, but how about the experience at Beyond Fest? That was that was really. It was cool. incredible. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah. Uh, Wes has been going a year longer than I have, I think, because to, I, to Beyond Fest. Yeah, I think the first year you kind of scoped it out, and I wasn't there. But th- this, I actually it, left. We we worked. Me and Pat met on Shameless. We worked on Shameless together, and I left early one day to go to my first Beyond Fest screening, and it was uh, they it was Goblin. The Italian, <laughs> the Italian prog rock band <laughs> playing live before Suspiria, so that's how I. That got, is sick. That's how yeah. I was indoctrinated. Uh, and then we so we saw a Texas Chainsaw scored there with a live yeah. band before. We've, yeah, we've, we've seen a bunch of crazy. It stuff. is. It's one of the things that I look forward to the most each year uh, in LA, and the, the Beyond Fest combined with the Halloween franchise combined with David Gordon Green and Danny McBride. Uh, like that was a triple threat uh, that was just like so crazy to me. Mm-hmm. It was like uh, all day long, but it didn't feel long. It no. didn't feel long. Like at I all. was actually kind of worried because I'm I'm getting old and it's hard to sit. For <laughs> well, a long actually, time. let's ask Cam. It was his yeah. first time at a film festival. So, if he, if he yeah, wrong. and and the youngest one here. Yeah. So uh, just moving to LA this summer. Um, this is like my first film festival, and it ex- I didn't have I didn't know what to expect per se. Of course, I had high expectations. I was excited. I was seeing Halloween, like so 2018. So I was very excited. But yeah, and just just for context, sorry to interrupt him, no, but uh, we saw uh, when when Beyond Fest got permission to screen <laughs> Halloween 2018. Uh, they they also wanted to screen it back to back with uh, 
Halloween 20, or Jesus Christ, Halloween 1978, not 2078, (laughs) uh, and then when uh, Danny McBride and David Gordon Green found out that was happening, they told them to go ahead and also show uh, 74's Black Christmas, Christmas. Uh, so it was a triple feature that we saw. Uh, so plus a podcast. Plus a podcast. Plus uh, a pie eating contest. So, plus a fight. Yeah. yeah. So, so just for context, uh, this is the, yeah. this is what Cam is describing. So, so. yeah. So um, I, we get there. The line's long. Expected, As hell is ex- expected. Uh, Wes saves us. <laughs> he comes and pulls us to the side. So we kind of get to jump. But yeah, overall, it was a great experience. Like being able to go to something like this, uh, a film that's a huge staple in pop culture, and that is stood the test of time for 40 years as we've said already like through the good and the bad for it to still be this anticipated and to have this much of a cult following was impressive and to be around this many people excited about the film was something that I won't forget because me being 23 I don't have the same connection that some of these other people might have had to Halloween but I am very much aware of the importance of Michael Myers' character in the horror film genre. And John Carpenter's standing as well as one of the premier directors in horror. So how'd you feel about the fight? Fuck all that. How'd you feel about the fight? (laughs) The fight? You go ahead, Wes. Well, I I actually missed the beginning. Let's give some context to what this fight was. And, I mean, there was a lot of confusion. I don't really know whose fault that was, but, like... Yeah, I'm not sure... Like, I mean, I know what the fight was, and I think I know who was at fault. So online, before the night of the screening, they said... No saved seats and no, like, uh, poaching seats. So I think what they meant was, like, if you come at 1 p.m., which is when this thing started, you can't put jackets down for someone that's coming at 8 p.m. to see Halloween 2018. Which makes sense. Okay. Yeah. But these these guys were about two rows in front of us, let's say. Two rows. Uh, And... Sorry, to sorry to cut in, but because you missed the, the very the, – the beginning of the fight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's a, a guy and his girlfriend and another – two other people with them who appear to be a family friend and her daughter. <laughs> uh, and they're sitting in – they're taking up four seats and that's that's a couple rows in front of us. And this is after they, – they show Black Christmas. There's an intermission. They're going to show Halloween 78. There's going to be an intermission. They're going to show Halloween 2018. 90% of people showed up for the entire thing. Black Christmas, <laughs> Halloween, Halloween. Some people didn't. And these four people who were now in these seats apparently didn't. I think they were actually there. They oh, yeah, yes, the yes, you're right. They were, in they, the they were there. They were, in, they were in worse seats. So they move up to these seats. Apparently, they moved a guy and his friend's jackets who were in the seats those guys, important to note, were only two guys. Yeah. And these two guys and these four people are ultimately after five separate seats, which <laughs> this sounds totally convoluted, but it actually is important. I actually didn't know this detail. So That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> so the guy and his friend were in seats four and five. <laughs> and this the, is insane. <laughs> and the guy who took the seats and his girlfriend and their two friends were in seats one through four. Okay. So there are five seats for six people, basically. Um, so, I mean, I look at Cam at one point. I, like, I'm watching this fight, like, mesmerized because the guy and his friend who went up 
who, there's a guy in his friend who've been there for the whole thing. They go up to get snacks. While they go up to get snacks, which kind of an idiotic move, one of the guys didn't say to He's say to here. save the seats. You need to stay to save the seats. They both left. But if you put clothes I, down, I, I agree. I agree. That I'm means just, it's taken. I agree. So their seats get jacked. The one friend is completely checked out after their seats <laughs> have been jacked. He's letting the other guy fight for him completely. And man, this other guy is fighting. And I, this probably sounds crazy that we're talking about this fight. This was one of the most intense moments of my entire life. <laughs> like, no joke. Yeah, this had me on the edge of my seat more than any moment of any of the three horror movies. Oh, absolutely. I so I look at Cam, and, like, the, like the, the so the guy comes back, the four people have stolen his seats. The one angry guy is screaming about, like, he's not screaming. He's like, get out of my seat. I'm not going to get out of the seats. We were here. Get out of the seats. You stole our seats. We're not going to get out of the seats. Uh, holy shit. I look at Cam. I realize we are both mesmerized <laughs> by this fight. Wes, like, walks I'm in the back. lobby. Yeah. So I'm in the lobby meeting Michael Myers because there's a cosplay <laughs> there, and I'm so excited. And I get a text from Andrew, who is another friend, who's sitting with you guys, and he's like, hey, come back and get your seat. People are just taking seats. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, what? Which was true. <laughs> and these fucking – like, it didn't really escalate until the one guy screamed, like, you're in our seats. Get out of our seats. Yeah. And, like, it, it was in just, like – exact tone. Yeah, like, it was <laughs> – I remember that. It was not – Nothing really happened, but you have to realize, like, if you've ever been involved in a situation like this, they're over fast. Like, they're 30 seconds long, and that is a grisly, horrible time for everyone involved. (laughs) He said, literally, I'm going to scream at you. Yeah. And screamed at him. Yeah. The crazy part was they got someone from the theater involved. It was a woman, and and she was like, like, move. And they were like, no. Yeah. So, again, this was – this was the minute – six seven like we the podcast had started yeah yeah the live presentation on stage had started i was shaking because i was so like the the whole theater's attention is starting to like shift towards like what's everyone knew what was happening there were these kids behind us who normally i would have hated because they were like just fresh out of college like white frat bros except they were like high as hell and they thought that these guys were the two biggest clowns in the world and they loved it and it was like ultimately a great experience but like i've never seen anything like this i mean it was but how did it end the two the mom and the daughter left and then with a seat in between them the guys who had been fighting for 20 minutes Sat next to each other for the remaining four and a half hours of the day. (laughs) Which is the worst possible outcome. Well, when we, and by we, I mean like me and my 20 new best friends who had been watching the fight (laughs) in the theater, when like we were looking around like, they sit next to each other? Like, it was the greatest realization ever. Because it's not like one movie, it's a marathon film podcast. So good. Oh, so great and terrible. So, speaking of something that caused a little bit less of a problem during the night something that was joyous halloween 2018 um where do i start where do we start with this uh obviously this is 40 years after the original uh jamie lee curtis returns again <laughs> but for real this time <laughs> they're always for real this time i i actually like the the selling of her coming back this time more than i liked h2o because h2o is actually not that good and this is actually good and i feel like the 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 hype actually lived up to the to the promise here um she's back in this movie they've completely at this point retconned 
Everything. Everything. Yeah. Four. Two. Two. Two's four. never been retconned. Yeah, two has always been, has always happened. Yeah. Um. So two, four, five, six, Resurrection, H2O, the zombie movies, obviously, they never happened. Um. Are we cool with this being the, the continuity from, from here on out? I am. Perfectly fine with it, honestly. Yeah, it's less complicated. It yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, are you cool? Were, were you cool with like old man Michael in this movie? I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I was now, very brutal. Next to uh, the next to Michael and Halloween one, this was my favorite Michael. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's the same Michael, largely. Yeah. Right? Well, it's Nick, two of them. Nick Castle who. Actually, there's so many people that play Michael in Halloween 1, but Nick Castle plays him the most. Uh-huh. Uh, he's only in, like, one scene of the new one. Oh. They, re- they really hyped that up, but it's actually a stuntman named uh, James Jude Courtney, and he's mostly Michael. And I actually met him this past weekend at yeah. Halloween 40th anniversary con that I went to, <laughs> and he is the sweetest guy in the world. He's he- – he got the shit kicked out of him, apparently. He was like, I got really hurt making this movie, but it was a lot of fun. Shout out to him. He did yeah. a great job. I think even just the small things like, uh, is he is he an older guy? He is. Okay. So yeah. like even stuff like Michael, there's a really cool scene that I really loved. I wish it was a little bit longer, but it's still, I mean, still effective. When he gets back to Haddonfield, he just gets back and he walks and he's just like, he looks at the house and he's like, okay, it's time to get started again. And he like, oh, just the great. way, the way he turns every, like in every house, he's like, stops, turns. Yeah. Like, remember how we said he was like an alien in the first one. This one completely brings it back to him being like that alien from he's the first one. He's a presence again. Yeah. 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 And he talked a lot. I went to a panel that he was on and they asked him about his, like, uh, how he found his Michael. And it was a lot of watching how Nick Castle moved in Halloween one. But a lot of it, he said was actually studying his cat. Mm hmm. That's great. Kind of giving it a cat-like movement. That's how yeah. it felt. That's that, really that's, cool. That's really how it felt. I, I think that, and I know we're like skipping all over shit, but we have to talk about like the particulars here. Like, is Michael good? He's yes, so fucking good. Right? Yes, Michael yeah. is good. Um, and I, it's a hard thing to get. Cause usually, it's just usually it's just a stunt man that doesn't have a motivation per se. And but, we've seen just from all these sequels we've just been talking about. Just getting – it's not even that easy to get the fucking mask right. And you have a physical copy of it laying right there. <laughs> no, the mask is pretty great. Yeah. Before, yeah. We, before we delve any deeper, this is the moment of spoiler territory. Um, we are going to be talking about spoilers for this movie from this point on. Uh, so turn back now. We'll give you five seconds. Five, four, three – Halloween 2 still sucks. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> One. All right. So, Michael Myers has essentially broken out again. There there are a lot of... Uh, I, I think of, of all the movies that you have to watch, obviously you have to watch the first one again because it has the most callbacks to the first one. Literally, yeah. it is an allegory of the first one where it kind of flipped. To me, Halloween 2018 is the inverse of 78 in that yeah. the predator is now the prey. And yeah. I think throughout the whole movie, it's like Michael is cool taking down all of these people that have no clue what he's all about. But Laurie Strode, to me, is the predator. And it's almost scary how good of a uh, a beast, a monster she can be in this movie because that's exactly what she is. Yeah, I mean, the Laurie, the, the flip on Laurie in this movie is really, I think, what it depends on. Uh, uh, as Justin was saying, the first... Uh, 
I don't know, the first third, first half has uh, a lot of stuff that is, uh, I mean, it's, it's definitely like nods and homages to the series at large. Primarily, uh, it has stuff from one, two, and four. It does have a lot of uh, a lot of stuff, a decent amount of stuff from three that is really just more kind of like, you know, references. Obviously, the masks. Yeah, but uh, it like, has one reference to six that I thought was really funny. What does it do for six? They 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 say something about like canceling Halloween, and someone says, "Who would ever cancel Halloween?" Oh, the <laughs> the, the, uh, the mayor yeah. of Haddonfield. Yeah. yeah, and he laughs. He's like, "Who would ever cancel Halloween?" Which they <laughs> they have canceled Halloween for years in Halloween in Haddonfield. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, uh, but it has like, like he, he kills a guy in mechanics uniform, which is a right. four reference. And, and even the, um, and it's he, a one reference too. Yeah. 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 And even the gas at the end of the movie is actually a pretty big reference to two. Yeah. Uh, so there is stuff that is, uh, there's a lot of nods to the other movies, but the reason that, uh, that I think it really works. And if you know me, you know that I'm really bothered by, uh, these remakels, uh, <laughs> Hello, Star Wars. Yeah, like uh, I, I kind of live and die by Star Wars uh, original trilogy, and as a millennial, I am a defender of the prequel trilogy. Uh, and say what you will about the prequels, they're not remakes, and the new movies are remakes. And my problem with the new movies of Star Wars being remakes is that they, in these like, in the Force Awakens when they destroy a Death Star, they've also previously destroyed a Death Star in the world of A New Hope. But the reason that these homages to the other movies and the new Halloween work for me is because they've retconned all the other movies. <laughs> so they're saying, like, fuck all those other movies, but here is the cool part from those, as opposed to being like, we love all those, we're just doing them again. I'm just sad Buster's not back. I'm, I'm sad Freddy's not back, rather. They should have brought a, a brief... Uh, At least the, the Danger yeah, Tainment yeah, 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 yeah. Danger Tainment. Wes would have fucking <laughs> thrown his What the fuck? I would have walked out. It's like the Batman Superman poster in uh, I Am Legend. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk kind of about the uh, the writing of the movie itself. Um, I, I think that Danny McBride, David Gordon Green, I think there was one more writer on mm-hmm. this. I don't know his name. Mm-hmm. Uh his name is Jeff, I think. But I can't yeah, and he has an name. ampersand too. Let me look it up. Actually, there's one more writer here. We're gonna get the yeah. name of that guy in a second. Um, but I, I really thought that the writing in Halloween 2018, or can we, can, can we talk about how weird it is to have two movies, one, two movies that are sequels of each other, be the same name? Is that weird? It was weird, and also, I mean, it, plus uh, there's the Rob Zombie, which is also called Halloween. Yeah, and the, I mean, the opening credits, other than the reverse of the pumpkin, <sighs> the, pump, the opening credits are so fucking the good. The opening I, credits I are really good. I loved it. Uh, that, obviously, that's when I got hyped. Hopefully, if you're listening to this, you've now seen those opening credits, and they're, you know, the title card and the produced by are identical to the first one. One. and man if seeing that right after that the, the 78 one man that was fucking it was exciting the other writer is jeff fraidley okay yeah they did an excellent job and and i mentioned this a little bit earlier in the earlier segment there's a sense of levity that the trailers don't really uh they don't clue you in on in this movie there are a lot of funny parts in this movie and there are a lot of parts of character development and character they they let the movie breathe there are yeah, times absolutely. where and it's a brisk movie too. Like it, it, it moves, super it fast. moves very fast. But they let the characters breathe. Like like uh, Lori has her moments, like when she's in the house and she's going back to the house and she's kind of like, the, there's an interview scene uh, where, yeah. the, where the, the two people interview her and you. There, I usually hit ex, uh, ex, exposition as annoyance of the character. Yeah, and they do that in this movie, but it works because Lori is annoyed. She is on edge the whole movie, yeah. and there's certain things about this movie where it's like. 
they they really let the characters kind of live in this world and there's there's like a weird type of world building where it's like it's not really world building it's like it's like it feels lived in already yeah like this world feels like everything has gone on and everyone's got over it it's just that it, within this pocket no one has gotten over yeah. it yeah and it's a little bit it's a little bit of a weirder version of that almost because like even though everything that has happened is being retconned we're still going in with like kind of an idea of what has happened if that makes sense like it's not a complete retcon in that like we're still kind of pre-armed with some sort of information yeah but it was a good way to to reintroduce her in a way i think the great thing about her character in this movie is that she's both really familiar and recognizable mm-hmm. and also being a version of the character that we haven't seen before at all yeah uh, I did want to talk a little bit about her character because it took me a while to get used to it mm-hmm. uh, because, I mean, I really like Lori <clears throat> in Halloween 1 and, uh, I mean, this person that she's is in this movie is completely different. Yeah. And it, it made me, like, it was kind of hard to watch. Like, it's sad. Like, yeah. oh man, like she like... Three marriages, I think she says. She ruined, she, yeah. she is like ruined her life. Like, mm-hmm. she has let this one night like define everything and she's pushed everyone away and like she's kind of crazy yeah and that's hard to watch but the reason it's cool i think is because it's kind of a reflection of the the fandom of the movies almost where it's like you go in and like you both kind of expect like oh well because that was just one night in her life it impacted me having only seen one night as a fan more than it impacted her because she had other nights. But really, it didn't. <laughs> and, like, you, even though they've retconned everything that's happened to her since, you really kind of have been on this journey with her the whole time. Yeah. And even though it is a completely unfamiliar person who you've seen in other ways since, it's a little bit, uh, I don't know, it, it is really uh, glum. Like, it is, like, it is depressing, and it is sad, and it is, like, a, it's a both rewarding, I think, and realistic version of how the character could have been. It's what, uh, I think Carpenter, like, in his consulting probably had something to do with that, uh, because it's something that I think, uh, like, we saw Lynch and Frost get right a lot in the new Twin Peaks, where it's people you haven't seen for literally 30 years. Yeah. And you're expecting them to be rewarding as fans in some way, but they're like kind of as sad as you are. Yeah. Uh, and because Lori's like that, I think that's what. Really so you think she's it. like a reflection of of the fans that have been waiting, yeah, for this yeah, movie absolutely. to come out and yeah. be good and and actually do everything justice. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of again a lot of uh, mirrors and parallels. Like I said, this is the inverse of the original Halloween movie. I, I'd even say it's kind of like the Bizarro World, where it's like everything is turned it's on. It's an else world. Yeah, it really is. Uh, there is a doctor here, and there's obviously no Dr. Loomis. He is referenced heavily within this movie. Yeah, Pleasant's passed in 95, Yeah, R.I.P. So uh, there is a doc- Dr. Sartain who uh, – and we'll, we're going to bounce all around this, but I both liked and disliked Dr. Sartain in this movie. And I, just, I guess I, I just get it out the way. Like the twist of the movie is Dr. Sartain who is obsessed with Michael as was Loomis and as is Laurie, Dr. Sartain is the Loomis character in this movie. He's the one that kind of guides everyone and tells them, this is what Michael has been doing for 40 years. Uh, There is a part in the movie where, or rather a twist 
where it is revealed that not even revealed he literally kills somebody in the movie or he kills the cop in the movie and I, I disliked the twist of the movie. I felt as though the cop, uh, I, f- I forgot the, the, the cop's name was. It's been two weeks, guys. Uh, it's okay. You got Sartain. I got so Sartain. Was, yeah, how did you get that? Yeah. Uh, Wikipedia. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey. But um, I, I, he, he kills the, the main cop character in the movie who somehow knows Lori. But, but, I mean, well, he, he was a first responder. Oh, yeah, first responder yeah, yeah. For, for, from the he, first like, one. He kind of caught Michael, I think. Yeah, that's, that's what, what they said. Yeah. yeah, they said that they, they caught him down the road or yeah. something. Uh, which is uh, uh, an awesome story beat that I'm glad they didn't show us. Which they originally were. Oh, like, they were. It's in the script. They. I'm glad that they didn't show yeah. that because it still showed Michael as being infallible and like, how the fuck did they catch him? And part know? of that, the sheriff's character that was good was like knowing he kind of had the baggage of having caught right. Michael. Like right. that, that, that was good. But yeah, he, he even was like, I should have fucking shot him in the head. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and, and, like, that's, and, that, and, and in this movie, he's like, we're going to run his ass over and we're going to shoot him. Like, yeah. Yeah. I love that. And then the doctor, they, he actually finds Michael, the doctor, uh, they run him over, which is a great fucking scene. Cause it's like, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. The doctor then takes out a really elaborate pin knife and kills, uh, the cop, Sheriff, yeah. the sheriff, basically, I, so he can keep observing Michael, yes. like in his natural habitat. Yeah, because because Doctor Sartain took over for Loomis, he's like portrayed as a student of Loomis, and because he took over for him, he kind of has this like annoyance that Loomis got to see Michael, yeah. like quote unquote, in the field and working and killing people that he didn't get to see. And now he kind of believes that his work with Michael will only be complete once he's seen Michael on the war path. And it's and, more of like an inverse there. Yeah. Where it's yeah. like that happens, but it's like Lori is an inverse of herself. He's an inverse of, of Loomis. And in a lot of ways, Michael is an inverse of who he is. He's way more brutal, way more brutal yeah. in this movie. Uh, a lot of people seem to dislike this twist. I'm curious, why did you dislike it? Cause I actually, I had heard, uh, you know, I, I stayed away from spoilers on mm-hmm. this film, uh, but I had heard that there was a subplot with a doctor mm-hmm. That people didn't like. Did yes. And then when I saw it unfold, I was kind of like, I'm, I'm okay with it. Like it, it's where I thought it was going. Actually, like like the minute he was like survived the bus crash, I was mm. like, he fucking crashed this bus. You he, think he crashed the bus? I think he. I think he lit Michael free and let him kill everyone. I, I, I think that's what happened as well. I, I, Why was he still alive? You're right. You're right. Yeah, and I, that fucking kid shot him, which is shot hilarious. Him. That and we're, we're get some of the more humorous oh, yeah. moments with kids in this movie. Kids rule this movie. Kid, you're gonna listen. The kids really made this movie, but the I, I didn't like the doctor's subplot or twist because one, it served as getting uh, getting you to point A to point B, and I think if you were gonna do that, just let the sheriff get them to. The woods anyway. 100%. Yeah, just let him go. Like, ultimately, the sheriff and the doctor both get killed because of the doctor's hubris. Yeah. And they could just as easily have had Michael catch them and kill them. Yeah, do both. Uh, I I do think it's interesting that, like, the doctor's motivation is, like, a selfish desire to see something happen. I like the motivation. That is cool. It's weird, but but, I like it. But it's – and I don't even have a hard time believing it as, like – like for like a doctor's motivation for something yeah. it's just a clunky story like what we're saying like where they could just as easily have gotten the plot from one thing to the other without this random beat that's what bothers me and the fact that they like put in a stand in loomis and then had it like it's just <laughs> like it's just one thing too many yeah so it, I, and that's that's what i felt too is one bridge too far it's like i, I keep talking about parallels and inverses here it's like that work, that didn't work for me in the way that it worked for like Lori and everything else in the story. Like her her 
granddaughter and stuff like that. They didn't work for me as well because I just felt as though he was a he was kind of like a tertiary character. He, he disappears for large parts of this movie. He does. Like, yeah. I thought he was gone. Yeah, like yeah. I, I thought that he was never going to show up. And then he's in the car with with the guy, and it's like you haven't seen the sheriff for a minute. Then he finally does, it and it's like. Okay, you, you've done this for exposition's sake, but then you gave it, you did it to kind of have like a lot of horror movies today. I feel like have that kind of twist in it, and yeah. I and I thought that it was kind of not. I mean, it didn't cheapen the movie for me. I love the fucking movie, yeah. But I think that it it gave the movie kind of like a oh I forgot that this was from twenty eighteen. It's a little bit of the Tover <laughs> Grace in Predators it is yeah. twist almost. Yeah, I'm a bad guy. Yeah, shit. and I didn't like him. He puts the mask on for some reason. That, I, that hated yeah, that 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 part, that, that I hated that, that fucking part. I hated that fucking that was, part. That was like Rob Zombie shit. Yeah, yeah it he, was just like so heavy handed and like. But the scene we got after that with the granddaughter, uh, who is, her name is Allison. Yes, yeah, Allison. Who she's in the she's in the back seat and um, with Michael, who is who is unconscious and somehow still alive. Michael gets put through the ringer in this movie, by the way. Uh, and oh, they're in this. Yeah, old fucking Michael gets put Love through the, the ring. Love the beard. The beard's good. Did you guys feel like they showed a little bit too much of his bare face? Mm. Kind of liked it. Honestly. Yeah, I liked it in the I, asylum. I, the, the asylum the they just give yeah. you like little quick like glances, like side profiles. His eye. You see his, his eye. eyes. Fucked up. <laughs> I yeah. was worried about it, and then like, when it kept happening, I was like, "And oh, this is it's yeah. totally fine." Like they're not like quote unquote like milking it or mm-hmm. anything. Like, I, it was, I thought the eye thing was was actually really cool. Great I, callback. This is yeah. the first movie that's acknowledged that his eye was kind of taken out yeah. in the yeah. first one with the with the the hanger the hanger because yeah. yeah. when he gets his mask pulled off which it's been playing in the tv behind us this whole time his eyes swollen his eyes weird looking yeah it's swollen and, I, and i've always questioned why no one ever did anything with that <laughs> well they did they do <laughs> they do a lot of things here uh i, I just mentioned her uh, uh another subplot in the movie there in which there are a lot of moving parts yeah. here for a movie that this moves so quick <laughs> Uh, this movie is all over the place. That's kind of how you know the script is pretty smart. It's like, good. It's fast. Yeah. Uh, Judy Greer plays Karen Schroed. She's uh, so good. Lori's daughter, who was uh, essentially kind of like, what, what's the survivalist camps? Like, that's what Lori put her yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. She made her like a survivalist uh, nomad type person. That's my only type of like, my main criticism, more than even the doctor thing, was how the little flashback scene. I hated it. And I'm so glad you said it. Like, the flashback scene was kind of, like, weird to me. Like, Mm -hmm. I felt like they could have told the story about her being put through, like, the camp or whatever, survival camp and everything, without actually showing us that little... The little girl. The the little girl. Like, I didn't feel like it was necessary. It feels like a whole nother movie. Yeah. It's like a... It's a totally different film. Tonally, it it becomes after-school special kind of adjacent. Yeah. Where it's like, I I could get that from her if she had maybe... And I'm I'm not a screenwriter in any sense of the word, but it's like maybe she hurt herself and she had a scar from when her mom allowed her to hurt herself or something like or that. Or just tell it, just yeah. tell someone the story. Yeah. like you don't have to see it. She per was se. telling the story as while the wild like, exactly. So we didn't need the flashback. That was my that was my issue with it. But other than that, like there's a really rousing story of forgiveness and acceptance of of the responsibility of your elders or your your parents, like sins of the mother so to speak, in this movie because Lori has been ruling the day when Michael would come back and her daughter doesn't believe her until it's almost too late and her granddaughter is caught in the crossfire. So you have three generations of Strodes here, which I thought was a really great part of the movie. And, that, and Eric mentioned that it was, it was progressive. And this is the progressive part of the movie. The women rule, the, they, they run the show in this movie. Yeah, I really enjoyed the, uh, 
the granddaughter, Allison's, her story is actually pretty cool. I thought it, as an inverse to Lori's, she had the boy. Yeah. And the boy ended up running off on her. And Same then, and then his did. friend tries to get in there. That yeah. part, that was the part I was kind of referring to where it's like, he's like, you were giving me all the signals. And she's yeah. like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Social <laughs> justice. Social justice, baby. <laughs> Eric's going to love this movie. <laughs> he's going to love it. But then that actually led to my favorite scene in the movie, which is the uh, motion sensor. Oh, yeah. yeah there is, holy shit. That was awesome. smart. There's a scene, well, as Wes just mentioned, where they're in a big field or someone's backyard. It's a backyard. Because he thinks he's a neighbor. Yeah. And, and he's like, you're kind of creepy, creeping me out. The motion sensor lights go off. Michael's gone. The motion sensor lights go off. Michael's in front of him. Motion sensors go off again. Michael was grabbing him, and I thought yeah. that way. And then he, Michael fucks this kid. Oh my oh, god, he fucks him up bad. He like, fucks him up on screen, and then he has actually fucked him up off screen more because when before they go she back runs to back him, to him, yeah, him. yeah, his fucking jaw is through Michael, the gate. Michael takes people's jaws in multiple directions in this film. Oh my god, he also <laughs> somebody through their. Nick. Did you notice he like bops everyone's heads? Yeah, that's like his first like, move of attack. I don't know if that was like intentional. James Jude Courtney's input, or but like he always bops to their heads, and then he like either breaks their necks or dislocates their jaws. Or it's a cat, yeah, playing yeah, with the ball. Well, Jesus that's Christ, good. Right. Yeah, it's that's cat. good. Oh that's really God. good. He's, he's playing with yeah. them. Let me tell you, new cat owner, you're very <laughs> right. You're very right. <laughs> you know, when he sneaks up on that lady and he backs, he bops her head, yeah. and then he puts a knife through her yeah. freaking neck. Yeah, and like, he kept, when, he, when, he, when they were at the, um, the gas station. Oh my god. That part is awesome. That's the most terrifying part of the yeah. movie. I don't want to die the, like that. The gas station part is really cool because if you like look for it, like they arrive at the gas station and Michael arrives at the same time in his total white get up, <laughs> and he's killing multiple people in the background if you look for it. Until he finally, like, stalks them in the bathroom. Yeah. The thing that's especially horrible about these gas station scenes is, like, when he's beating the, the podcast guy yeah. against the oh, one thing. Like, God. we all, I think I said this to you, Cam. Like, we all know the material that, like, those bathroom stalls are made out of. <laughs> and when he's smashing someone against it, oh, it's so you painful. Feel it. like, you, you feel it so bad. And he, like, really bashes that guy. And, yeah. like, I, I that part, like... For something that like the trailer kind of gave away, that part really worked well for yeah, me. Yeah, we had we had no idea what yeah, was next. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. some scary I, shit. I think that's like something that this movie succeeds with well, like in contrast with to the Rob Zombie movies, which I felt like were kind of violent for the sake of being violent. Yeah. I think they didn't really scare me really. They just like made right. me uncomfortable. This one, I was legitimately like scared. Yeah. At the time he appeared when he was killing these people in this bathroom. It was visceral. I felt like I wanted the scene to end only because I was scared. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, I felt like I was actually the person being killed. Yeah, kind of and like. that's, I mean, I, I don't think you can pay a movie a higher compliment no. than that. Like, that's, this movie makes you feel like that a lot. Exactly. He, uh, he kills a kid. He kills a kid in this movie, and I think when it happens... We're all we like... We all like... We were like, each other. he never kills kids. Yeah, we're like, oh, he doesn't do that. But... Uh, and that and that seems really good because the kid is like this kind of like hillbilly kid. <laughs> well, he yeah. wants to be He's a like a woke hillbilly kid. kid. Yeah. It's awesome. He wants to be a dancer. He wants to be a dancer. So he he, he breaks the kid's neck. Yeah. With, he, well, with, he bops his head and he breaks his neck. Yeah. Another bop of head. Uh, but then there's another scene where he sees a baby. And everyone and, in the he, and everyone in the theater kind of he was going to kill the baby. Yeah, we thought he was going to. And this happened. Do happens. you think that there was a script where he killed the baby? No. 
I bet they talked about it a lot. Because I love, but I love uh, the person who plays Michael Myers. I love the look. Like, there's a lot that you can do with body language, where where you can give he's away. Such a good Michael. Yeah, and it's like he looked at the baby, and it's kind of like he's like, I got no beef with you, and then he like walks away. He's like, you can't defend yourself. Like if, you're a baby. If there is a sequel, which there will be, because it's going to make a lot of yeah. money. Yeah. He he's going to get. He's got to get. Oh, absolutely. Back. He's he's, he's so fun, and then it's like. The way that he like strikes is very mm-hmm. poignant to me, and uh, there is a scene with that, that that stuck out to me. Uh, the scene with the little black kid, uh, oh, so god, that kid steals this show. We talked about kids. We just talked about one of the kids that died. Uh, one of the characters, uh, one of Allison's friends, who is a babysitter, uh, is babysitting a kid during the Halloween dance, yeah. and the kid, it's, it's you saw it in the trailer. It's can you open the? Can you close the closet door? That scene, but the setup to that scene is so fucking good because the kid has such a great comedic timing. And these are the type of moments that I really love McBride and Green for because only they could add these scenes in here to stop the... Because this happens after a particularly heavy moment and it goes right into this kind of comedic scene. And the theater was dying. It, like, it, uh, it, it killed. People were screaming. It killed. Like, I loved it. And this, is, this is not to undersell the performance of, of the kid because it was amazing. And he probably was one of the smartest people in the Halloween franchise ever. Oh, he fucks ever. off. <laughs> uh, but I probably uh, wouldn't trust any other 45-year-old white guys to write this <laughs> other than David Gordon Green and McBride. Uh, but Christ, it was good. He, it was he, so good. The banter between him and, and the babysitter, uh, and the babysitter yeah. was excellent. And, and then, boyfriend. Yeah, oh, her yeah, boyfriend comes like, in. Send Dave up there. <laughs> so fucking great. And then the, the kid fucks off for the rest of the movie and I was like, you know what? He, he's got the right idea yeah. about it. Yeah. And it, you know where, where this kind of works in a way that halloween 2 didn't it's Lori. she's in the movie a lot but a lot of this is about the side characters building up the mythology of michael yeah, it's it's making haddonfield character. yeah and making haddonfield a character yet again and when Lori comes in Lori is as much of a force of nature as, as michael is she's in the fucking house she's in her daughter's house yeah when she gets home and she's just like who the fuck did you get in my house and why do you have a gun and it's like yo like yeah, yeah exactly like Lori is really kind of like the predator in this movie like she's so fucking good at yeah. just surviving off I mean, of, should we the, the predator thing i think we should probably just jump into the, the climax of the movie yes. at this point I yes mean, i well what would you want to say Cam? i was gonna say her her whole purpose of coming back was to kill michael finally was to like to, to kill him so yeah like, you were talking about she's the predator like He's the prey kind of honestly yeah, and, in this film. And in the third act we see it, but there's one particular like heavy scene where it's like she's waiting for the prison bus that is carrying Michael. That part's intense. That part's very intense. She was waiting to go kill him and like stop the bus and she was well she was really willing to die to stop this bus. Yeah. And that shit's crazy. And I think that's a really good uh, uh that's a really good David Gordon Green scene, honestly. Because yeah. if you've ever seen any of his shit he's actually like this is a really specific thing but he's really good at scenes where people are in the driver's seat of a car uh the i don't know if he directed the final episode of the first season of eastbound but uh it's got mcbride leaving his girlfriend oh yeah uh, at a gas station he's the one and it is like I don't know somebody who ha- wasn't fucking screaming at the TV when this aired. Like this, this is in this guy's wheelhouse. It is really like, he can do it. It's good and it is good. Like in this, when he does it, it's fucking kick ass. 
So uh, she like screams and like a there's like a is it like a train or something comes yes, back and yes. then, then smashes yeah yeah I like that part yeah a lot. really good really um, good oh she, she's also an alcoholic in the movie thought that was Dude, she's, really, I mean, yeah she's she's broken him. she's hey, very broken let me say this because I'm curious what you think because the movie hasn't come out yet I mean obviously the critics seem to like it's it. out now yeah it'll yeah, 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 okay. yeah. sorry when this podcast comes out the movie will be out critics seem to like it. People, it, people are responding well. I, I, I'm almost. This could be a backlash that happens. Do you think people will see Laurie in this film, like they see Luke in Last Jedi? There's, I don't think there's any way. Well, I'm not gonna say that. There's, there, there are some similarities there. Just about her, the mystique of her being that she is broken and and not Lucas is broken shell. Yeah, she is to a degree, and. I think the mythology of it is that that Luke isn't chasing the Vader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lori's yeah. chasing Michael. That, that's what's Luke is hiding. Like, Luke yeah. is hiding. She's Luke, not hiding. Luke is hiding, and Ray is the the new Luke, and I coming to like teach or have prepare her granddaughter and daughter. Yeah, yeah. Luke wasn't trying to do that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was but like, this. I think that's die. a good point, but I think that it still remains Lori's movie in a lot of ways, and even though. Uh, I do think the mother-daughter aspect of the movie is maybe, on you know, a script level, the most undersold aspect of it. Yeah. Uh, Judy Greer is amazing, and I think that by the time she fucking uh, says, like, gotcha or whatever yeah. to Michael and shoots him, then I was like, I found that oh, okay, they actually sold this a lot better than I thought they had for the, the whole movie. The scene movie. between her and Laurie in the basement, I found very touching. Yeah, it, she yeah. was like, "This is this is what I she, like." She said, "This isn't a this isn't a." Uh, she like she apologizes for how she like raised her, but also in the same breath is like, "This is what it was all for." Yes, this, this is your moment. Yeah. This is your moment to shine, and I loved the. Well, let's get into the third act. The third act takes place completely in Lori's compound because there's no other way to to, to yeah. <laughs> describe where she lives at. There is an underground kind of like room where she has guns and all types of shit. Michael finally comes and we get the showdown like once again in a house, but it's a different type of house. It's a house that she's booby trapped. She there. There's a moment that I just really love where every room she sweeps like a fucking SWAT team member. Yeah, and she shuts the door behind her so just good. in case. He's hiding there. Yeah. He can't get out. And that type of attention to detail of Lori being this predator and being the survivor really hit home. And it really made me love this movie even more because it was like she's thought of everything. What can Michael do? And it's and I, I mentioned this to, to Wes and Pat and Cam that, that night. It felt like to me Michael was running from her. Hell yeah. <laughs> When she shoots him in the shoulder, yeah, she like he shoots him in the shoulder early in the movie, yeah. right? And he's like, "Fuck this!" Yeah, he runs away. <laughs> he, runs away. he spends a lot of the movie trying to avoid Laurie because he's old now. Yeah, I mean, like he's an old man. I mean, again, hopefully, if you're listening to this, you've seen it. They've the, seen it the, already. The, the third act is basically 15 minutes of of Michael chasing Laurie, and yeah. then 15 minutes of them kind of just straight up chasing, like each other. at odds with each yeah. other, and no joke. My, I have like a larger issues, I guess, with the rest of the movie. This is one of the best third acts I have ever seen in any movie. I cannot believe uh, how much I was on the edge of my seat. I was during I this, was, like the mannequin scene. Yeah, was I was like, bro, when is he going to show up? Th- this was as tense as I have ever felt 
in my adult life watching the third act of this movie. And I love the callback to the first movie, The Fucking Closet. And when we all saw that closet, yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone said, oh, yeah. shit, because it's, it's flipped. Because Lori's looking for Michael in the yeah. fucking closet. And she opens it and we're like, oh, shit. And he's not fucking there. And when she fucking, when he looks for her yeah. over the edge of the balcony. And, and she's she's gone. gone. Well, no, no. Let's set this up perfectly yeah. here. Oh, the audience because, exploded. Because we all, we talked about the scene where Michael gets up from being shot. He finally gets Lori and tosses her. He, he finally gets her. I mean, this is after she shoots his fucking hand, his fingers yeah. off too. Yeah. She gets yeah. him really good. She shoots his fingers off with a shotgun. So Michael's wounded and running like an animal. He, he basically tosses her out of, her, out of a window. She, Lori's done. She's dead. Michael hears the granddaughter come in. Yeah. And then he looks over the balcony. And she's gone. Lori's gone. The whole theater erupted. I swear, if you've seen this movie. I had to scoot movie, away from J5. I thought he was about to shoot alone. <laughs> 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 he got it was so amazing. Excited, bro. I was like, because oh, that listen. ending is so effectual to everyone yeah, that's seen that. It was great. It was definitely And it's great. like, yo, because I... I'm, re- I'm misremembering. They do shoot to like an empty room or something after that, don't they? Do they go heavy on that or do they? I, it's been two weeks. I mean, I, no, I'm, I'm with you. I just remember the shot of the when, shot when of her being gone. gone. And it's yeah. like, and they Michael's, don't, they again, don't show her getting up. Yeah. But like, as much as you can picture Michael getting up from that balcony fall off, yeah. you can picture her getting up from falling off the balcony, like fucking pumping a gun <laughs> as she does it. Like, it's so sick. Like, I mean, it's kind of dependent on, like, you almost know she's going to be gone when he yeah. looks over. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect it. It's so, it is a fucking. Because Knock he out. does it, and it's like it's so quick. Because it's like it's like he turns around, but it's like you think he turns around just to look at the window. Mm-hmm. He goes over that shit, and again, body language without giving away Michael having a personality outside of what he does. He looked over, and he was like, "You, you could just tell he was like, fuck." Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like, he was like, shit. Uh, I'll deal fuck with that this, later, man. But I, I really liked the the big kicker here was uh, the daughter. We didn't know that Lori had taught her the psychology of Michael as well. And I really liked that when she was in that room, she said, I can't do it. I can't do it. Just, I, I can't do it, Mom. I'm so sorry. Knowing and Mike, Michael be- knowing Michael will love that. Yeah. Michael comes out. She's ready for him. Love it. That was when really uh, I was like, oh, they actually did do a much better yeah. job with this than I, I thought yeah, they did. It clicked. Yeah. The, the theater exploded on that, too. Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was one of the best scene part, like pieces of acting in the film yeah. oh yeah 100 everybody felt like she she's done was like caving in yeah and michael like he said michael comes he shows himself he's like oh i got you right where i want you <laughs> and she is actually she has him yeah right and that you. this movie's feminist as fuck it's awesome <laughs> uh and that fucking i mean I, i've i i've never fired a gun no no i don't think i have really no. No, I have. No. It's fucking terrifying. Uh, I, I was thinking, I, I thought maybe I'd fired some type of gun, but I actually haven't. It kicks. But when yeah, she exactly, fucking, yeah. when she turns around with the, like, it's, she sells the whole thing and then fucking clips him. It's so believable. Um, and then, honest to God, the moment when, like, like you know there's going to be, like, a follow-up to the, like, this wasn't a prison line. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know it's coming. But when they say, like, it's a trap and then they fucking get him in it, 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 like, it is where the series like should actually end. Like it is, as a as a one and two, they do accomplish the mission yeah. of of 
being a follow up to the original movie. I think. And we know it's we know it's not over. Uh, obviously, Michael Burns again a, a a callback to two. And pretty much any time anything happens, there because I mean, it could be a callback to Resurrection too. They burn Michael alive in this really elaborate trap that she has uh, in the bottom of her house, uh, and and they walk away. Well, no, there's there's a there's a scene where he's like grabbing them that I thought was really suspenseful too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That whole thing takes place within this house and. You have three generations of Strodes really pulling banding together to stop the one demon that has kind of haunted their family for forty years. Yeah, I loved it. It's really, uh, yeah, it's great, and and it's you know it's good because they're able to sell this mother daughter granddaughter dynamic, even though we haven't seen Them Judy Greer and her daughter before this movie. Yeah, but because the the franchise has such a personality, and because the guys who go at it this time around are, are so committed to it. It's really an achievement mm-hmm. in, in terms of like these, I mean, we're, we're living in an age of, uh, you know, sequels to 20, 30, 40 year old things. And we're totally inundated with it. And this is one of the better ones. Yeah. I, I think they completely knocked it out the park. Uh, I walked out of that cheering. I, yeah. I think that everyone who sees this or who, who has seen this, they will feel the same way. This is a triumphant film at the end, and it's I, a triumphant and a, for for fans and non fans. Yeah. It's it's a it's a really in a, in a way that I felt like you know earlier when we spoke about why what I felt about the franchise. I felt like there were no wins, like no one ever won in this series, and I feel like this movie finally gave Laurie some semblance of a win, even if he's not, even if he is going to come back in a year and a half. There's a win less, here. Less than that. Is yeah, probably yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Going, 2019. They're going into production in like a month. Uh, but I, I thought that, again, I, I give it probably one of my highest recommendations of the year. I, I, loved, yeah. I loved Halloween. I loved yeah, I, I'm looking at my – I mean my – the. Yeah, I mean it's in it's in my top five yeah. of, of the year. I love Annihilation. I love Hereditary. I love Black Klansman. This is up there with – all, all, all those, hell yeah, like, absolutely enjoyable movie experiences, movie going experiences. This, and then being around a bunch of people who appreciated the character and like multiple like generations of people. Yeah, as well. so it was, like, take people to see this exactly. movie; they yeah. will like it. I cannot wait to see this in a room full of people that are unaware of what's happening because I know it's going to happen. Yeah, and yeah. I, I have a feeling what's going to knock the crowd out. So yeah. I'll, I'll probably go with you and Eric. If you, if you <laughs> yeah, I want to see it because yeah. we were in a, we were in a theater with people who, even though they loved it so much, were a little bit suspecting and like ready for what it was going to yeah. be. And pe- I don't think people are ready for this. I think people are really going to love it, and they're they're not ready for it. One thing we haven't talked about before we go: uh, the score is my favorite part of the movie. The it's score is amazing. Incredible. Yeah, the score it's is amazing. It's a really good score. It's very modern, yet still has the sensibilities of the old films. And obviously, because Cameron or not Cameron, uh, Carpenter Car- worked yeah, John on Carpenter, it. his son and his godson. Yeah, yeah. and you you got three give, generations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to give some credit to Carpenter. Uh, you know the music's good because he's actually said that he doesn't give a shit about movies now. He cares about <laughs> video games and NBA and basketball. NBA. <laughs> so you actually know the the music is gonna be good because of that. So, so like, when they like bring like those guitars in, yeah. Do you know that that one scene with the gate? It's like. I, they did like a behind the scenes thing on that song. It's like that, how they do Shinsuke Nakamura's thing. Yeah, they do like a guitar with a violin bow. Yeah. Oh no, it, it's the Wonder Woman thing they do that with too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's sick. It's such a cool sound, and I remember like looking back at you guys when that song came out because I was like, "This is fucking awesome." I was into, I was into <laughs> yeah. it. I was like, "Cause it's like I can't take it's my like eyes off of it. yeah." And like Michael's like 
doing his stock. And yeah. You're just like, oh my fucking god, this is awesome. This movie worked. We loved it. 20, uh, 2018 is the the year of the comeback. Like I'd say we so. Were yeah. talking, we, we were talking last week about. Wayne playing possum for six years. Yeah, yeah. Michael Myers was playing possum for forty years between Halloween one. Welcome back, Lil Wayne. Welcome back, back Michael Michael Myers. Myers. We love this fucking movie. Welcome back, Laurie Strode. Welcome Welcome back, Laurie Strode. Hell yeah! Uh, I love this fucking movie. Everyone on Late Fees love this movie. We're pretty sure Eric's gonna love this movie as well. Uh, Go see it. Tell us how you feel about it. Hit us up at RNC Radio Live. Um, this has been our review of Halloween 2018 and our review of the Halloween franchise. Wes, did you feel as though we did a good job? Was it adequate? Man, we've been doing this for three hours, I think so. Yes. <laughs> this is our longest episode yet. Yeah, uh, thank you for sticking with us for this franchise Halloween episode. I think this is probably everybody's favorite holiday. Yeah, so, that's my favorite holiday a good as well. One, yeah. yeah, so... Uh, yeah, presents for christmas so So once again uh check us out at rnc radio live we're on itunes spotify stitcher google play uh and itunes everything all of the above uh we we have the a show 52 the the one year anniversary of the a show with uh, myself and meals that dropped this week check that out as well we also had rsp we had a double shot of rsbn i believe cam you're on rsbn this this week i'm on rsbn this week um, Wednesday, Wednesday night, I will be on RSPN. You're so like nice, and you do all these podcasts with us. It's just, just so great. I'm in high demand right now. The price is going. Up. <laughs> oh my god! The price is going up. Uh, make sure you go see Halloween this weekend. Uh, I didn't. We didn't get to do this while Eric was here. What stays in the the video store? Oh shit! <laughs> it all stays. No, it's, uh, it's not uh, all stays. West can go last. Here's uh, one stays. Two stays on technicalities. Huh? <laughs> three. Come on, baby. You love three. We don't I, count three. Th- I don't. I, 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 three, sure, but I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. Th- I think you should see three just regardless. Androids. Uh, one, two, four, the new one. Okay. That's uh, my. I'll go one, four, the new one. Yeah, I'll go one for the new one. I'm completely cool. I'm completely cool with the continuity that is just 1978 and 2018. I'm completely fine with that. I'll go one resurrection strictly for Buster on. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. The new one. But I think that this is. I really think that we talked about franchise, like how this movie, this franchise, was able to keep people interested for 40 years with it being the ebbs and flows of it. I think that it's very impressive that 40 years removed from the original they were able to pull off a movie this good yeah i mean and second best one of the franchise the 40 the franchise, years later 40 years apart i think that that's this that's is impressive. a lot that's, yeah it does say a lot yeah all right so one two three four five six <laughs> <laughs> one two three four six oh, six go ahead six <laughs> the new one he left a lot out. Yeah, no, he didn't. One, he left two, three. three. That's the only five oh, movies. It's only five movies. Yeah. Uh, HGO can go in there. Why not? What? <laughs> oh, <come on. laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> that is uh, all the time we have on Late Feast. Thanks for checking us out. Again, remember, we will be back on the 31st on a Wednesday, uh, and we will Ooh. be back after that in mid-November. So don't you know set your calendars for that. Until next time, the video store is closed. See you on Halloween.